right. Just needs a little reminder there. Little reminder, yep. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Expedition One podcast. We have a special guest today, as well with me as always, sorry, is Sarah. And uh, I also, here's our special guest. It is Seth Green, okay. currently with Come Up, uh, Come Up Winches, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, and sir. Yep. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Excited to have some catch up. It's been a little bit since we last saw each other in Vegas, see how things are going with everything. And then yeah. just really kind of talk about the state of the state, you know, because we've both been doing this for way too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's let's start just out of curiosity. What brings you to Utah? Um, well, actually, it is non-business related. My mm-hmm. son is here on a football tournament where he's playing here in Ogden tonight. And then uh, when we're done here, we're going to take a look at a couple of colleges. We're going to Weber State. We're going to look at U of Ute, uh, go check out uh, downtown, mm-hmm. and then maybe run up to Logan. Yeah. If we got time yeah. tomorrow, I guess he plays first thing in the morning tomorrow, and we don't fly out till 8. So mm-hmm. we may run up to Logan, and he, wants, he really likes it here. You know, he's an outdoor kid. He likes to ski mm-hmm. and mountain bike and... He's hopeful to play football, but, you know, I want him to get a good education. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, I knew you guys had both gone, and I'm like, you should check out Weber. It's cool. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. We're we par- like Weber. We're partial to Weber and the U. Partial to Weber and the U, yeah. We yeah. went to both of those. U is a good school. Um, it's just a little more expensive. and Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's yeah, really, he's, he's got a decent shot to play football. I mean, mm-hmm. he's really? only 15, and you saw how big he is. He's a big kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he's fast, and he's quick, and he's pretty, pretty awesome. talented. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's... D1 good, but he could easily play at Weber. And yeah, so awesome. it'd be interesting to see if, if that's even in the cards for him. Yeah. You know, my job is just to make him believe that they are, and then he'll do the rest and we'll mm-hmm. see what happens, you know, and yeah. then we go from there. Yeah. Nice. But nice. I'd ultimately, you know, ball ends for everyone and he needs to go to school. So, yeah. right. you know, let's pick a good school and we'll yeah. figure out what happens from there. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. We, nice. We liked it. And then we're definitely outdoor. We got outdoor yeah. stuff going on. Don't tell anybody else because we don't. Oh, where are you going? Where are you guys going? We want to keep Ogden a secret. No, Ogden's just great. I mean, there's mountain bike trails everywhere. Yeah. I mm, exercise a couple times a week. I just hop on my bike and go up in the mountains. I almost brought my bike. there. Mm -hmm. I almost brought my bike, but I figured I should work instead, which is why I'm here. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, working's, there's nothing wrong with working. This is a good version of work. It is. This is Shooting the breeze. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad way to get work done. That's all right. So... Okay, let's talk about what Seth Green does. First of all, I'm getting your name right. Yep, right? that's me. Yep. Okay. Director of Sales and Marketing for Come Up. Right. right. Um, for those of you that I always, you know, you guys know my joke. Come Up's the best winch no one's ever heard of. Um, <laughs> for oh, what ten years, I worked as at ARB. Right? I was, mm-hmm. ended up at the end. I was running all national accounts. Um, had our Amazon account. Did most of our big business. Did government, and military. Um, and manage the West Coast. And so I did not get the president's job when Jim retired. Mm-hmm. Um, they they went with Doug, who's a great guy. You know, he had an MBA and some other things. And, and Lachlan sought me down and said, hey, you know, we're not, we're going to go a different way, but we'd love you to stick around. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, and it, and it, was a, it was a bummer because I'd been there for so long and, you know, worked so hard. They were like, I think we were doing like six million a year when I started. And when I left, we were close to 30. Wow. You know, and there was a core group of folks. And that's just U.S. market, basically, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, just U.S. I mean, they're, I mean, you guys know how big they are. They're like the REI mm-hmm. of Australia. They're huge. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it was a bummer. It was sad. But at the same time, it was probably one of the best career moves I ever made because you guys know I went into technology, right? right. I, I had an understanding mm-hmm. of manufacturing, manufacturing process, how to develop a product. But in technology at the time, they had this thing called cloud that no one had ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And that there was a lot of work in the cloud that was being done for um, 
manufacturing enablement and I understood what needed to be done. Okay. And I had a really great cloud engineer teach me how to do it in the cloud. And so I was one of the few guys early on that spoke both languages. And so, um, you know, that's actually my day job now as I run data and AI for strategic manufacturing for Microsoft. Right. But, right. you know, um, I still manage come up and I just, cause I just love it. I couldn't get away from it. Ben called me about four years ago. It was about yeah. four years ago now. And you know, they just really, Ben was really ready to make the leap here in the U S you know, they, they, we'd become profitable. You guys will talk about the come up story in a minute, but they were finally getting profitable and he had some money to invest in you. Know, he was bringing some folks mm -hmm. on. We brought on myself and Chris, who you guys know from Pia. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I've really just kind of taken it and run with it ever since. And Ben was really good about understanding that if he wanted me to come back, I was going to need, well, I was going to need Microsoft money. <laughs> and right. like, well, I can't do that. But what do you think about, you know, a couple hours a day or a couple days a week and, you know, some trips. I'm like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely do that. And it seems to be working. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we don't, um, kind of going back to ARB, I made a lot of mistakes in the distribution network at ARB. You know, I mean, we made every mistake you could make and, and it's, mm. it's, it's tough to say that because I was there and I did a lot of it, but you know, our team, we sold everyone, everything, every, all the time. And, you know, there's a reason we got to $30 million, which is great, but you know, it, it hurt our distribution network. Mm -hmm. And so when I came here, one of the things I did was I talked to guys like Chris Wood from AEV, okay, yeah. uh, some other guys that had left and gone and, and started back up at, a, well, AEV is huge now, right? right. But, but they weren't yeah. at the time, right. you know, and talking to Chris, he's like, don't do that anymore. Right. Like we made a mistake and we need to understand where our customers are going. And, mm -hmm. you know, like we were talking about just a minute ago, um, they don't really do a lot of it themselves anymore. So that, that quick hitter sale is, is probably not the best interest for your company. And so support your dealers, figure out a way to support your dealers. Right. And so we have about 50 really, really good ones, you know, because mm -hmm. come ups need to be sold, mm -hmm. come ups need to be sold. And so I can manage that level. Mm -hmm. We bring on, I don't know, five new ones a year. That's really okay. about it. Okay. About one every two months, so maybe six. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting time because there's a lot of growth right now. There's a lot, you know, the overlanding community, the van sure. life is it's crazy right now. Right. And yeah. we are literally telling people, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's been actually incredibly beneficial for us because we have really strong support to the community, right? So we get a really consistent product and really consistent presence with our dealers like yourselves. And most importantly, you guys are are committed to our product because it's, it, it works well for your models as well too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Try, yeah. I'm trying to dance around the profitability issue, but it really helps that way. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys, oh, it does. it's, I mean, we're not bows, right. But a come up is what it costs, what it costs and, and it helps. We don't sell Amazon. You know, we don't, we don't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I made all those mistakes at ARB. I will mm -hmm. never do it again. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh similar because mm -hmm. before, before we really did a lot with come up, we did a lot with super winch, which mm -hmm. coincidentally, I mean, we saw what happened with those guys, but coincidentally, I mean, Super Winch, their EP winches, which really kind of set them up where they needed to be, were made by Come Up. Yes, they were. That's a lot of a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and let's let's get into the the Come Up story, sure. right? Because I mean, nobody really they're a very unknown brand in the mm -hmm. U.S. Part of it is, and we've talked about the name. It's a it's kind of a weird name. It I'm is. Just going to say it. It's yep. a, it's kind of a weird name, but at the same time, it's kind of a direct translation from mm -hmm. a, from mandarin effectively yep. right yep. um ben is taiwanese mm -hmm. correct yep um and so it's that it's that direct translation that he wants to hold on he's a very um uh, one thing i love about that dude is that he's very respective of the idea of legacy mm -hmm. and family you know what i mean it's yeah, really his dad just retired i don't know if you guys oh, knew that no. ben's the heavy yeah. wow. 
Yeah, it, is he? It, officially in, okay. I think, on the stock report as of December. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. his dad started the company back in 1974. It's as old as I am. Wow. Right? <laughs> and it's uh, he's hugely conscious of legacy. You know, mm-hmm. he's really worried about his sons. He's like, which one of these guys is going to take this on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's important to him. And so that's why the name is going to stay. Mm-hmm. We're working on branding. We're, you've seen some of the stuff we did at SEMA, and, and some of it yep. was really solid. And, and one of the things I'm the most proud about, Ben, is some of it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we heard you guys and some others and were like, well, can we fix some of that? And he's like, yeah, we can fix that. Yeah. That's why the solo is not out yet because we were making some changes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, we got some feedback from you and some feedback from some other folks about, look, packaging appearance, um, fit and finish. And everybody's like, all right, well, these are prototypes. We're not done. Let's fix it. Yeah. And so we did. And I'm really excited because yeah. I've seen the new one. Man, that's good awesome I'm, I'm yeah. not at liberty to say but i'm at liberty to say we're good <laughs> nice. you're gonna, you guys are gonna love it i'm really excited about no that's it. Yeah. exciting yeah no i like that yeah he's hugely conscious of it and the name is the name we're working on some branding issues but as you guys know we don't spend a dime you know we don't yeah. we don't spend any money on marketing mm-hmm. it's not something that we have had a lot of success with in the past we threw a lot of good money after bad um, mm-hmm. because the media world was changing. I mean, who would have done a podcast five years ago? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is a, a great way to get the message out, have a great chat with somebody, develop relationships, give people good information if that's what we want to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, the the the, the standard print and print media is gone. Right? Oh, it's I dead. mean, there's, there's a few it's left totally that are dead. fairly decent. You know, the, the, it's the, a nice the, coffee table piece, but I mean, does your information actually go through there? I mean, we, we no. tested it out I one time. So. We did a publication. I can't remember what it was, but I said, let's do something ridiculous. Let's do a ridiculous level of discount. Yeah. So use discount code, whatever, and get 25% off like zero, zero traction. Yeah. 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 It used to be, you had yep. to be in Peterson's just to have credibility. Like yeah. you had enough right. money mm-hmm. to spend to be in Peterson's. Mm-hmm. Peterson's is gone yeah <laughs> you know i mean mm-hmm. i mean i talked to sean and some of those guys all the time and yeah and, and they they have they are transitioning to digital media as well you know as fast as they possibly can mm-hmm. and so it's 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 been interesting to, and and that has slowed down our progression i think but at the same time we're in a position to invest into the product and into our distributors as opposed to you know like i said throwing good money after bad and right. that's something yeah. that we're, we're fortunately the transition and the, and the growth period happened right when we were trying to decide what to do with it. Yeah. And so we were pretty nimble that way. Ben mm-hmm. and myself and Chris, and you know, Chris has been around probably longer than all three of us combined. He's been with Peter yeah. forever before yeah. he came to us. And we all said, well, do we really want to do this? You know, we don't do very many shows anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't even do that. It's just get out there, train our dealers. The customer has changed and, mm-hmm. and go that way, you know, mm-hmm. and that has been really receptive because our best dealers talk about the product and don't just you know sell it yeah because it, it it's not an easy sell yeah and that's mm-hmm. and that's not that's on us to get it easier for them mm-hmm. but i kind of like it where it's at you know like if, if you have to challenge someone and say well i just want i just want brand x you know you want the red w or whatever I'm like well right have you looked at this one right and and you don't you don't badmouth competition not ever i mean i was at arb for 10 years i love hornet they make great mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> ours personally i think is better right mm-hmm. and and our our dealers have to have that conversation with them. And in my opinion, that develops, develops much higher brand loyalty. We're having repeat customers over and over now, you know, mm-hmm. with the Bronco coming out, the new mm-hmm. JL platform, we, we started having some success in JK. And then those guys mm-hmm. sold their JKs and now they're buying JLs. We're getting yep. some penetration into Jeep. And we have yep. ridiculously loyal Toyota buyers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing That's really great. well there. Mm-hmm. The, the winch is, I mean, 
people don't remember this way back, but if we go back and we look at like the EP series, which mm-hmm. the super winch made that was made by come up, yep. right. That in a shoot, like this is going back to magazines, right? There was a shootout competition between those guys, T-Max, um, Warren. Harbor Freight, Warren, mm-hmm. right? And there was this whole list of them. And literally there was three at the end that all didn't break, didn't break. Yeah. And the three that didn't break was Warren. Harbor Freight, mm-hmm. which dude, apparently that I heard. That I will tell you some Harbor. Like was... I will tell you some Harbor Freight stories. In a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they came and saw us one year. Did they? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard that like that winch was making the worst noises on planet Earth, but yeah. it was still working at yeah. the end of the day, right? The and and then it was yeah. born, right? I, it was the one. Yeah. So many people asking about the Badlands. Yeah. It yeah. was it was yeah. those three companies that stood up, and when it really, in my opinion, when I looked at that shootout. There was politics involved there because no, it was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, it was kind of like question journalism just, integrity, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the early days. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, it was one of those, I looked at it. I'm like, mm, okay. But when you, when you collected all of it, you, there was one key thing that wasn't really factored into that and it was cost. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you got way more bang for your buck with that specific winch. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You just got way more bang for your buck. They moved at that time. Cause I worked with them quite a bit. They were moving towards a, like a limited lifetime warranty, which yep. was a really good move. They did a lot of really good things. Um, and then they got acquired and then they got flushed down the toilet. Now yeah. they're being resurrected. Yeah. Hard to tell so, what they're doing. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I see them back and I, they've always made good stuff. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. We helped them yeah. make good stuff for a long time. You guys know Bill Burke, right? You know, right. Bill, yeah. Bill yeah. was a super winch yeah, guy forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill's a come up guy now. Did you know yeah. that? That's I, awesome. I kind of, I was trying to make that happen. <laughs> well, because whatever you did, it worked. Be, you know yeah, what I mean? Did, um, that was a, that was a reality of the situation. I mean, yeah, they, Super Winch, I mean, he had a signature series winch. He did. With Super Winch. He did. And it's like some people, they don't know him. It's like, okay, generationally, you should know who he is. Yeah, I mean. Younger, the younger generation doesn't know right. Bill. Yeah. And I've yeah. never seen anyone do more amazing things in an automobile. Yeah. Than, you, do you guys know Hugh from Safari? Yeah, Safari Limited. He had a shop at Grand Junction forever. No, he was. He's you dig him. He's your kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And we were just hanging out with Bill on a on a super winch run for the um, what's the group that runs uh, Tierra del Sol? I think it's that group, right? Okay. Out of San Diego. The super winch paid for Bill to take them through uh, Green Day. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bob, and it, it was a disaster. I mean, it really it was tough. And so they wouldn't listen to Bill. They all thought they knew how to drive notches and all these things. And Bill had this that beat up old Rover classic wagon, the 90. Yeah. You remember that thing? Yeah. And he drove it up like a 20 foot waterfall. And he sat there and he's really? like, so who wants to, you know, and I've just never seen anything like it. And he just, and he just sat there and he's like, so whenever you guys think you can do this, when you'll be ready to listen to me and we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was awesome. And then we sat there and they all tried for like two hours and the three of us drank a beer. And, and I was like, all right, we got to get these guys out the waterfall. Who wants to pull winch? And he went, I lost and I pulled winch that day. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bill can drive. Yeah. And like, no, he's, I guess he's doing some work. Am I allowed to? Bill, I hope I'm not getting in any trouble. He's doing some work with Rivian yeah. now. Like, oh, yeah. He was with those he, guys. He, and... Yeah. Told us about that too. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm getting Bill in trouble. There. I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, he's been, he's, he, talked to us. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's posted it on social media a few times. He yeah. has. He yeah. Has. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see where that one goes. We wanted to get in on that, but they yeah, were like, it's, no, it's pretty we, exclusive. They've kind of got an exclusive <laughs> thing going on yeah. and you can see it with how they produce their product and stuff. I mean, it's as soon as more of them get out there, that's, 
gonna go the way. Yeah, of curious and see what happens with electric trucks. Oh yeah, I, I um, initially so yeah, back in probably I would say it was 2016. We went to um, what was it? FJ Summit. Okay, mm-hmm. and we got to see. It wasn't 2016. It was actually 2015, and we got to see the new um, the, the new Tacoma, right? And super cool pre-production model, right? And it was coming out pretty soon. And uh, I was pretty excited to see it. But then I was able, you're able to talk to the engineers, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to the engineers. And the impression that I was getting from most of them is that the future of Toyota SUVs was bleak. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, we're going to do our best to keep making stuff. But And then the big concern was cafe standards. They were like, we don't know if we can we can meet these and match them mm-hmm. at that time. And they were talking, I asked them about the future of the forerunner and they were like, there's no plans for the future of that. Yeah. It's been that, that platform's getting a little long in the tooth. It's been out a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were, they were giving the impressions that it was like, we're kind of reaching the end. Now I think it was the next year or the year after that. I can't remember which, but it was a Trump was now in office and oh, Trump right. rolled back cafe standards. Mm-hmm. And talking to these engineers, I'm not trying to get political. I don't care no, who you vote for, right? Vote yeah. for whoever you want. But it was a very interesting thing that as a result of that, it gave these, now these guys were super excited. They're, They're like, oh here. yeah, mm-hmm. we're still alive. You saw it's the gonna diesel be awesome. Colorado come out. You saw the Ford drop a diesel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They changed. That. Yeah. It changed a lot. Yeah. So, I mean... A lot of huge pluses to that. Um, and now it's like, now there you can actually see that future. I think mm-hmm. Rivian really kind of opened that up. I mean, we saw we saw the Rivian and it was like, wow, that's an actual truck. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. the Tesla truck. It's not the Cybertruck, which the Cybertruck is, it's its own funk. It's cool right? and people yeah. want to buy it. I but, don't think that's our crowd. But, yeah. You know we'll, I mean? we'll, yeah. We'll see what we'll happens see. with yeah. it. It looks very utilitarian mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's like very yeah. utilitarian. So we'll see what that really brings. But the Rivian is like, Okay, here's an actual truck. It looks like a truck. It's what we're more traditionally accustomed to, and an SUV. Yeah, it passes and it's the electric. Test. And, yeah, yeah, it totally passes that test, and it's capable. Mm-hmm. Like it's got some cool. Um, it's got that tank turn yep. stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. really cool. And now Hummers come out with that. I mean, so I think that I'm not. I, I think the reality of the future is I think it's going to be a mixed future. I think there's there's still we'll see what happens with with how they do things with gas and everything like that. I don't I don't know how they wouldn't allow for continued um production of gas and oil well into the, the next fifty to hundred yeah, years I don't because know. Yeah. we make so much stuff out of plastic. You know what I mean? So much of our industry relies on fossil fuels no matter what we're producing. It's energy not just is still fossil fuel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean the majority of the East Coast energy comes still comes from coal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean we there's ways to do cleaner coal and, and in my day job with my mm-hmm. at Microsoft, I, I I can't talk to you about a lot of it, but there's they are working daily to make it quicker, cleaner, more efficient, mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. impactful. I mean sustainability is Microsoft's one one of their number one issues. It's an interesting mm-hmm. thing to see coming from that side. And then, you know, for two hours a day I come over here and I build trucks. You know, yeah. I mean it's very different. But um um, it's super cool to watch that everybody understands that it's a problem now. Like there used to be a lot of like, oh, it's not a problem. Well, no, it's a real problem. But mm-hmm. what are we doing to fix it now is the real issue, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and what are we doing to continue to be sustainable? Because you're not wrong. I mean, plastic, people don't realize that anything made out of plastic is a petroleum product. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's yep. a big deal. And right. you can recycle a lot of it and we're getting better about that. But I mean, even that, that system's overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, they yeah. literally don't have any place to put the stuff. The, there's not enough infrastructure to support it. You know, mm-hmm. there's big companies working on solving those problems. 
Yeah. Mm. You know, and in the automotive industry, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, like I rode an electric motorcycle for the first time a couple, couple of few weeks mm. ago. I rode an, um, an old Alta that was so fast and so fun to ride. <laughs> yeah. But they don't even make them anymore. Like they didn't make it. You know, they got, uh, there's some conspiracy about, oh, they got bought out and all this crap. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about all that because yeah. it was a stupid motorcycle. It was super fun to ride mm-hmm. and they didn't make it hmm. because the, there's, you know, there's still stigma about an electric car. Yeah. Interesting. And it's funny, yeah. like talking to my son, you know, um, I'm finally in a position where I'm going to buy like a toy car mm-hmm. and I was, I actually drove the AMG 53E. Mm. That is a nice. stupid automobile, Yeah, <laughs> but it's got a, it's, it's, a, it's got a mild hybrid, right? It's a twin turbo V6, 450 horsepower rocket sled. Yeah. But it, they're not selling super well because it's a mild hybrid. Really? Interesting. Yeah. AMG so people, bizarre. they want the growl, right? And yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah. It's bizarre to me yeah. because I think it's, I think it's really, Sorry. they might be, um, they might just be tapping the wrong market initially. I don't know. Like, cause if, if, if you look at Toyota's right, that, so like the hybrid Tundra mm-hmm. that just came out, right? I would love to get one of those. You can't, yeah. you can't find them. No, hell you know no. what I mean? Everyone the lightning, wants it, right? same thing. You can't find them. Yeah. You know I mean? And the Chevy did one, right? They've got it. You, yeah. They've got a, you literally got, can't get your hands on one for the next, how many years? You know, it's yeah. not happening. It's, it's, it's getting the right demographic, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, guys that are buying an AMG like that, dude, they've got throwaway money. You know what I mean? They got so much pocket change. Yeah. I was going to, well, it's FU money. That's what it is. Well, I mean, right? it's fair. That's, that's I mean... the phrasing. It's they've got a few money yeah. and they do, they can, they can spend money on whatever they want. Right. And so they don't care if gas costs them money. It was right? ironic that I started looking because in 21, it's last year, they make the twin turbo V8. They don't make oh, it. Oh, really? Mercedes doesn't make it anymore unless it's in the roadsters, like the GT or something like that. Like you can't, Ooh, that's very you interesting. can't get it in the E-class anymore. Like 21 was the last year. Wow. Yeah. It's changing. The world is changing. I mean, that yeah. used, that used to be a German Hellcat yeah you know it was stupid fast and mm-hmm. they just people don't want them anymore hmm. you know it's, it's kind of so that's going to translate over in our business what's that going to mean to us you know how are we gonna right. how are we gonna modify an electric truck yeah and that's because they the don't question. like it <laughs> yeah. they don't like it they don't like it it's yeah. gonna happen man yeah you yeah you walk around oh, well, steam okay mm-hmm. and the guys car car people automotive people are a different breed oh yeah right we will figure we, it out we will figure it tell out me, tell me <laughs> i can't yep, exactly. yeah exactly we just say oh okay yeah we're gonna do it and mm-hmm. then suddenly we do it right yeah. no matter what it is whether it's tuning any of that stuff i mean you hear about tuning there where it's just like oh uh, well okay so james over here mm-hmm. he used to work for edge so um they're uh the duramax that i've got out here right um my cruise control is still off as a result, but I went to those guys to give me a solution to at least get my, my speedometer correct and everything like that yeah. with my regearing and everything. And they were able to come up with something pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Right. And they didn't make something with it. And then I'm asking them about, you know, what about the cruise control? And they're like, okay, so not enough demand currently for it. Right. Um, because their technology that GMs put in there as far as their coding to protect their code is just military level grade encryption. Like mm. they don't want anybody messing with it. Yeah. But then I, I have Sarah send a, an email to to uh, Fetters Fetterman. What's his What's his first name? Oh, AEV. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt Fetterman. Sorry, sorry, Matt. Anyway, so she sends an email to Matt and just asks him like, Hey, um, you know, do you guys? What do you guys do for your Rams when you do it? And they're like, Oh yeah, there's this place. Just down Pro the street Cal. from us that we yeah, it's a snap we send it to, and those guys will. And it's like, wow. Yeah, I will tell yeah. you that my guys would look at that code and go, 
really mm. problem solved yeah <laughs> yeah but, but, but i don't do that on that side of the house but it's yeah I, it's 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 just a matter of resources to to demand you know because exactly. you know the smart nerds are expensive you know and, and right. who's going to do that you know um dave saw early on that that pro cow was going to be important to his business because his customers would not tolerate a, a, an off speedo yeah you know and he's always and i think it's his brother wasn't it isn't it jordan that was kind of the brains behind I'm some of that sure. for a little while yeah i think he was i mean don't quote me dave sorry if that's wrong but um <laughs> i think jordan had something to do with it for a little while at least early on in the company i think he had something to do with the initial pro cow i remember talking to him about it at sema once because he wanted to put a four seven in my liberty oh he had it he was like you yeah. do it you do it <laughs> and i'm like no man that's dumb four seven <laughs> liberty yeah well he said wow. he he had and i God, this is a long time ago. Um, he had a theory that, or, or might have even known that they had originally thought to put a four seven magnum in it. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, and he's That's like, I think it'll, I think it will drop right in. Hmm. Wow! He's like, and I want to try. <laughs> and i'm like no man not with my car yeah seeing that and then i ended up putting a straight axle under that thing and it was stupid anyway oh really yeah, which was stupid but anyway yeah literally crack a frame and that's, <laughs> that's car people that's exactly right car, people, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, car yeah. people we'll figure that's it out people yeah that's the automotive market yeah. aftermarket particularly you know it that's is. what we're about yeah, yeah. so yeah i just don't I, I can't live with a stock car that's un-american yeah yeah exactly and, and you got to be willing to to kind of get in there and, and do some of your own mod and be flexible and do that stuff. That's kind of what we were talking about in the previous and, episode. And that's the interesting thing, right? Have, have like running into more and more people that don't want to do that. They just want like the plug and play and like yeah. they and don't want to have to notch a hole out or do this or that because they expect an OEM sort of yeah. experience we with an a, aftermarket product. And we so. have a saying in software, don't let perfect get in the way of good yeah mm -hmm. right and i feel like, like our customers are accustomed they want perfect mm -hmm. right like right now my truck's got a couple of glitches the fender doesn't quite fit right i know what's going on it get, when it gets cold it expands and it clicks a little bit and it's chipping the paint because we didn't quite put the fender on right for the big aev kit right mm -hmm. yeah. and um i'm just like well i know what it is i can fix it Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like yeah. today's customer, I don't think they go for that. It no, it's yeah. interesting. It's a, there's, there, I think there's a little bit of a mix. I mean, we still have for a sure. fair amount of guys that it seems to be more on the Toyota side, it seems like, but that are still doing self-install and yeah. they're, they're fine with doing that kind of stuff. But it's, there's definitely this move from where it used to be. It used to be like, um, you just kind of figured it out. You mm -hmm. kind of just set it there. Like the, the instructions were never that great, right? You, you, you yes. got, you know, if you got them at all, yeah, right? Exactly. And then you've got the part and you're figuring it out and you're making it work. And maybe you have to shave off a little bit here, grind a little there, drill some holes there, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just, you just made things work. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're trying to put this into this, into this, right? You're, when we're talking about winches and bumpers, right? You're yeah. in certain circumstances, like your stuff always fits really nice, right? Because we design it around your stuff and we know the sizes and everything like that. So we have good fits there. When it comes to um, the certain Warrens and other winches and stuff like that, that just have a larger motor, they have larger po points to them. Yeah, you throw them in and, oh, you might have to grind off a little bit right yeah. here in order to make it fit, right? Yeah. Because we don't, we don't have all that information to, to make it work on everything. Right. And um, man, customers have a really hard time. With we that. do our best you know? to try and make it easy. But like, as you know, there's only so many ways to package a brake, a set of gears and a motor, right? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. it's really all the winches are very simple mm -hmm. pieces of equipment. And we are, we feel the pressure to refresh. 
you know and so you us and super winch and warren we all like try and make it different and put little widgets in there and bill burke loses his mind when we make a winch <laughs> yeah. more complicated yeah. yeah right and he's right you know we yeah, don't do well, that actually i mean we yeah. actually actually had to talk our product group down on some of the features they wanted to put into our winches because it's it, it, it's one more point of failure right, right. and so exactly. we we kind of have veered away from that but back to your point in terms of packaging we all use the same bowl pattern right but you know, sometimes the lawyers are different, like, like the problem we had with the Gen 3. Like we thought that was a really smart way to put the plugs and then everybody got them. We're like, that sucks. What yeah. we, <laughs> we can't test every car. Yeah. We can't yeah. test every car. We fixed it now, right? But it's, you know, to your point, it's hard. And I think our customers, if we had sent that out as a customer facing product, that would have been a disaster, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. fortunately we get enough beta testing with you guys and, and a few others that we work with that it helps. And, and having that kind of relationship is important because it's right. You're the, 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 it shifts daily about who it is that's installing our product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I hate to say aging, but we're aging, you know, folks like us were, I mean, I'm not young <laughs> you know? yeah. and my son who is a, a car guy, admitted car guy. I don't think he could figure that out right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like would, would he be able to reroute that wire? Probably not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Here's my guess though. I'll tell you what I'm going to pull up my crystal ball. This is what I think you're going to see is I think you're going to see a shift back to it because I think right I now, so. yeah. the reason why you're having more people do it, send it to shops and do installs mm-hmm. is because they have the money and, and just the economy ebbs and flows. Right. And, you know, we'll see what happens, but I think you're going to see in a couple of years, maybe 2024, a lot of the stuff I'm looking at, you're going to finally see market correction. Yeah. There's been a bit of a correction. It's and happening already. It's starting to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think, I think you'll see, we need something different because things are weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, like we, we were talking about this in weird. Vegas, right? Yeah. I mean, this felt, I'm like, smells like 07. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that was yeah. not, that was just before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and it, I think you're right. And I hope you're right because it is, it is a difficult situation. I mean, I, I was talking to some of the, you know, the shop guys and they, they're back doing a hundred thousand dollar builds. Yeah. You know, the van yeah. life thing is just, oh yeah, it's crazy. It I mean, yeah. we're selling 20,000 pound winches, y'all. Wow. All the time. Mm-hmm. We sell them all the time now. You know, mm-hmm. we make one, it's available, uh, it's tested, you know, the, they know mm-hmm. our name from the, you know, you know, a lot of your listeners don't know, but we do a lot of tow truck winches and stuff like that. Right, That's how we right. got started here in the U.S. And so our big winches do well, you know, and I got guys calling me about duty cycle. I've never had a duty cycle question in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, first off, do you know what you're asking? Yeah. Number one. And number two, are you serious? Like, are you worried about that you're going to burn up the duty cycle on a 20,000 pound hydraulic winch? You're aware of and he's like, yeah, I think I might actually, because he's mm. building it on a Unimog. Oh, wow. you know, yeah. and he built a camper, like just giant, Holy it's, cow. it's like a 15,000 pound truck. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. Fair question. Duty cycle. Let's talk. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you know, and it's just, that was probably a quarter million dollars. You know, what's an earthworm we go for now? Half a million. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're nuts. Yeah. And are they going to stick around that long? I, I hope so. For those guys' sake, those are good people. Yeah, go, you are. know, w- wish good business on them. But how long mm-hmm. is that going to last? You know, mm-hmm. I got a feeling there's going to be some cheaper throwers here in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping so because they're really cool. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I think no, I think that's kind of where things will be going. I think there's a pushback towards like just the technical trades as well. Like I, th- I just think you're seeing more people kind of gravitate like oh, there's a group of younger people kind of gravitating back towards like those more skill based versus your it doesn't have the stigma yeah. it used to when we were Absolutely. kids it was go to college go to college go yeah. to college right. Right? Yeah. and now both my nephews one's a mechanic one's a carpenter 
they're both making six figures. They're both under 25. They both just bought a house. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. because there's, there's, nobody, there's nobody to do the work, right. you know? And then my wife owns hair salons. I mean, we get more and more gals and, and some guys um, mm-hmm. every day. You know, they go to an 18-month trade school and they're out there making $60,000, $70,000 like that. They're, the stigma's gone. You yeah. know, when we were yeah. kids, it was, you need to go to college. Right. You're going to dig a ditch. Well, dig, dig, ditch diggers actually run a machine and they do all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do all right. Yep. You know, there's, good money. Yep. there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. And if you've got the right, if you got the right mentality, you end up owning the ditch digging company. Yes, you do. Yeah. 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 So, but that's part of it. We, we do have an upcoming episode on, you know, whether or not you should do your own install, kind of just like a conversation about that to help people sort of navigate that. I think a little bit more. Yeah. We're going to talk about definitely it. Definitely a lot more it's... people that want a package sort of deal. Like, mm-hmm. Here's the package. Here's the options. They don't, they get a little bit overwhelmed with like so many accessories. You know, we have so many options for our dual swings, like yeah. accessory wise. It's you guys do a really good job. with that. I will never forget that, that bumper you guys got me for my 17. That thing yeah. went together so nice. I think went together yeah. so nice. You did a really good job of making it intuitive for someone that m- might be on the fence. You know, I've it's always thought that well, your products that. are really good about that, right? <laughs> there, there are, there it, are it wasn't that easy. Are... Don't get me wrong. There's <laughs> still a swing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's still complicated. There's people listening to this right now that are yelling at you. That's possible. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you guys, I don't know if you guys ever bought an old man emu kit back in the day, but they didn't come with instructions. And, and yeah. ARB corporate's yeah. policy was if you need instructions to install strings and struts, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And, but that's, yeah. that's kind of the and issue. That is, They're actually that's why right. we want to do an episode. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. there's a spectrum. We yeah. literally, yeah. we, we changed our instructions to actually a lot of them. I probably shouldn't tell this secret, but I'm going to tell it anyway, because I'll make people okay. feel bad. Um, <laughs> but we have like a rating rating system mm-hmm. five-star rating system and we shifted most of our what would be a three-star up to a four-star and we did that because we we're like if you don't feel confident doing this don't do this because mm-hmm. we just found there's a lot of people that have that they're overly confident about what they think they're capable of yeah. it's like go- a squirrel catcher on a mountain bike trail right squirrel they, catcher yeah so they put like the trail. big they'll, they'll put like a big nasty drop something yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that like if you've been right a bit you're looking oh i'm fine yeah and, but mm-hmm. if you if you're like don't go the right don't don't do it yeah you don't know what i mean it. it's yeah. exactly the same thing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was actually yeah. talking to a trail builder about that the other day he's like oh yeah every time because they'll get sued if they have the rating wrong in the parks department or whatever and they get in trouble and they lose their funding and then the trails get pulled out and it's a big deal and so yeah, yeah they, they, they yeah. build squirrel catchers to keep people from going down something they shouldn't go down <laughs> That's yeah, pretty cool. I had no idea. It's, yeah. Now, that now, you, now you have a term for your, your rating yeah, system. Squirrel catcher. <laughs> squirrel catcher. Yeah. Squirrel catcher. That's a good, like that's that. a good term. Like I that. like that. It's, it's important, you know, because I think, where was I? I read it somewhere. Um, I think it was in a, um, a Dare to Lead class. Have you guys, have you guys ever heard of her? I can't remember her name so, right now. Brit, are you talking about Brene Brown? Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. it was in, I believe it was in a Dare to Lead class. And if you ask people to assess their skill sets, mm-hmm. the people that are, industry leading as experts right you know what you would consider like a nine out of ten in terms of knowledge yep. rate themselves at like a seven or a six mm-hmm. and folks that are kind of in the middle rate them you'd say they're probably you know that expert would probably rate them at a four or five right that person rates themselves at a seven or an eight yeah and so you we, we have that problem mm-hmm. we have that problem in a lot of different parts of society where you know a lot of folks were told they're wonderful and 
you know, everybody got a trophy and all that sort of stuff. And now they're, they think they're pretty solid. And the next thing you know, they're telling me that they can't figure out how to set up a ground wire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, man, you shouldn't have done that. Like, if, if you didn't understand that this is a three wire ungrounded system, don't touch it. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. You know, because it will, if you wire it backwards, it's going to blow up. That's bad. Yep. Yeah. And it happens. It yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and to your point, if you change your rating system to help them acknowledge that that might be an issue, then we're, you know, you're probably ahead of the game. Yeah. Hopefully, it's hard to hear, but it's true. It's hard. You know? Hopefully, it's it helps them make address. better decisions, right? One would yeah. hope so. Yeah. You know, I mean, have a positive experience overall. Exactly. That's what we're going yeah. for, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's important because I think, I mean, of you guys, of all the ones that I've done, it is by far, when, when we put that thing together, it's like, oh, it went together really easy. And I've done ARBs and AEVs and you guys and loads and take your pick. I've done them all, right? Because we, yeah. have, you know, we test them to fit winches and that one went together. And I was like, this was cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, I mean, the, the components, you know, all of your, all of your different bar bits were bundled up into a component that was easy to, to install than having to assemble all those components into, into the, into the, into the right. piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's very smart. Yeah. And the idea is hopefully doing things like that. It's like, it's predetermined. It does take like, you're talking about the, the latch mechanism. It's, we do it that way because the, the hope is that it's going to, um, it's just going to, make it better for the end user to not have to figure that stuff out. And we're going to have less phone calls. We're going to have less tech mm -hmm. questions that we're having to field and, and, and walk through and everything like that. Yeah. So exactly. we just kind of like do the work first, make it a little more simple and then make it easier for them. It, yeah. it, it's not, it's a, it's a different world because I think back in our day, right. Mm -hmm. Cause we're kind of old but back in our day of off-roading it seems like the idea was more flexibility is what people wanted mm -hmm. right people wanted to be able to do all sorts of stuff right they didn't it wasn't preferred that you had to buy this specific winch only to work in this bumper or right. or these specific lights and these are the only ones that will fit it was it was more of like people wanted the capabilities to customize everything right mm -hmm. and it seemed it was that way up until I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, and then now it seems like it's changed to where it's just like, just tell me what I should do. Yeah. And that's, that's the big difference. I don't know if it's just a different, it's, it's a different generation that's now buying. I don't know if it's, um, people are just busy. I think it might right? be that. Yeah. And I, mean, I think yeah. there's a lot of new, like people are just new to the sport right. itself because, you know, we, we get a lot of customers that just, they don't know about what they want our recommendation for a winch and lights because they don't know anything about different spread patterns or, you know, what size is going to fit and what, what size is appropriate for their vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of people that want to put a 12,000 pound winch on a, uh, you know, a Jeep. an FJ cruiser. Yeah. Like you don't need yeah. that. Um, so I think there's a level of it too that they're they're just new to the sport and they kind of need somebody to to talk them through. Yeah, and I think that's too. awesome, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's it's a good thing. It's good that the sport is growing again because there was yeah. a, there was kind of a little lull there for a little bit, and then right. the overlanding community really kind of took in, mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. um, and you're right. There's some there's it's interesting because the way these people consume their information now. You know, if you get somebody good, like you and I were talking about in Vegas, like the YouTubers, right? If, right. if they're yeah. good, they're amazing. Right. Right. They've got some amazing information. They've got great knowledge. They clearly know what they're talking about. Or they met with someone like us and had a conversation before they put their content out, mm -hmm. probably because someone like us gave them that product. Right. If it's not, 
it's a goat rodeo, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of that out there. The good news is, is that, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to identify who those people are. And what I do think is that when they, they connect with that person, because social media allows you to connect with that person, they have a lot of trust. And so if we back that right person, then, you know, they're getting the right information. They get a lot of that. And I think that they just, well, we, I know that works. Mm-hmm. I know that works, yeah. you know, cause to your point, they are new. Right. And there's nothing worse than being underneath the truck and like going, oh, Right. <laughs> you know like it, yeah. and that used to happen a lot yeah. oh yeah right no, and, it was like expected yeah you know I, mean, what I mean i mean i don't know how many times i got a phone call because somebody's um car was on a rack and the diff didn't fit you know i mean that's because yeah. you know that's where i came up and i came up in the diff world and you know yeah. the gear didn't fit or the bearing didn't fit or whatever and i got a car on the rack and what do i do with this mm-hmm. you know today people would lose their minds yeah and back yeah, then it was yeah. just like i'll have bearing there tomorrow or here's the bearing number you know go pick yeah. it up and yeah. go grab it yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean yeah. That, but those things I, yeah that, that is a huge issue now. Like, I don't think the cust- I don't think the customer is expected. I, I always called it the tracking number phenomenon. Yeah. Remember when tracking numbers really got big? Like, where's my tracking number? Where's my stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went instant gratification on stuff like that. And so yeah. again, it all kind of rolls back to like, if they know it fits, they know it's going to work. They know it's, it's from someone they trusted that they had a relationship with and they're good with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my summary on that. that anyway. is, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's, that's right a tricky or wrong, one. No, yeah. I, think, sure. I, I think you're right on that. I, yeah. I think there's a segment of the population though that's just going for a look, you know, and that's oh, where yeah, it's like the bigger. It's always it, been one there. If it's there, a bigger though. winch, it's yeah. better. So that's that's a fair amount. That's of really not the case though. That that's actually new. bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah. don't do that. So you really don't need. That do you remember when Warren came out with the twelve thousand? The uh, what was it? The the one with the compressor on it. You guys remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was power that plant. Called? The power plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys were putting twelve thousand pound power plants on the fronts of TJs. Yeah, yeah, literally totally. ripping their truck in half. Yeah, it was that's not what I'm talking it was about. Bad no, times. That's, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing about I think that you just have in this industry is you have a lot of. It's I shouldn't say it's in the industry. It's in the the customership of the industry. Is there's this this I read it all the time. Somebody will post on Facebook, "What size winch do I need?" You know, is a twelve thousand pound winch big enough for a gladiator? And you'll have people who are like, "No, it's too small," and wow. it's like, "Really? No." A 10,000 pound winch is perfectly fine. A 9,000 pound winch is actually fine if you know what you're doing and Mm -hmm. everything like that. You could use an 8,000 pound if you had a snatch block, right? Right. If you were being aware. But there's this push to like, no, 12,000 is is the minimum. You really need more like a 16,000. You got to think about the weight and the load that you're putting. You're like... Mm -hmm. Do people want to rip their axles off? Is that what they're? I mean, to do? I think I mean, a lot of it goes back to weird. Did you pay attention in physics class when we were playing with the pulleys? But <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the answer's no. The answer's no. <laughs> but like, it's it's we do get that a lot. We get that a lot, and and you have to explain to someone like, well, it bogged down on the first wrap. I'm like, well, because the the first wrap has half the pull of the drum. Right? right. I mean, it's it's just basic physics, and you have to understand that. And mm. when you educate the customer on that, I'm like, if you need the full eight thousand pounds, you have to go down to the last wrap. Yep. That is eight, that is rated at 8,000 pounds, you know, but, and it's slower and all these other things and other issues, but they don't, it, it's important. They understand that, you know, because they don't understand the, why it bogged down on the first wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, well, Cause it's, you're pulling at 4,000 pounds and yeah, yeah. Your, mm-hmm. your gladiator wears what? Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With all the stuff you guys put on it, they get real heavy, real fast, you mm-hmm. know, and I get that, but man, you're going to smoke that thing. And if you put a 16,000 on in there, it's going to yeah. rip the gladiator and half the frame's just not going to, I don't care what you right. guys put on there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to take it. It'll rip it right off. But like I was saying, we, I mean, we're selling 20,000 pounders more and more now, you know, but it's for those 
big suckers mm-hmm. and they go on trucks now we get a we, we do a lot of those but on the jeeps 10 10 10 yeah that's all you need 10 yep. <laughs> i don't think a lot of people realize on even on full-size trucks we get a lot of people that want to push for really big half ton full-size trucks okay so that's the thing about like three quarter tons and one tons same way about the same bigger they're just a lot more to those frames usually Mm -hmm. they're just a more robust mounting system just because those guys the the big three particularly those guys are in this constant war battle battle battle. that's what it is dude it's just like gvw i just did thirty six thousand, right and it's just like Mm -hmm. who is towing thirty six thousand pounds with a, a truck i know i um honestly i just put a big titan hitch on the back of my ram mm-hmm. and it's a thirty thousand pound hitch and it's massive <laughs> it's so big and what what would you ever pull that big um well we like, were gonna we were gonna pull a, a a boat a big boat that's a really big boat a big boat that's a huge yeah. boat <laughs> we we're gonna pull a big boat <laughs> and that's so you got that battle going right this like yeah let's just get bigger and bigger and so the the frame and the chassis on those is you know, is comp- comparable to that yeah, I mean, reality. The majority, right? that, the majority of the steel was bent to stiffen it so it didn't collapse the, the frame horns in. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the mm-hmm. end, it was yeah. just massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we jump over to, okay, so now let's jump over to a half-ton truck. They're moved more to a car. That's a company. Yeah, you know that's what a I mean? family car now. They're moving yeah. more towards the car because they're very utilitarian, man. They're super useful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what it boils down to. But then you get on the frame horns of those on the front, and you're like, "This, there is nothing they're squishy. here. Yeah, they're there's, squishy. there's yeah. nothing here for me to really grab onto how I want to. Okay, so I'll make it work with a large platform winch, and I'll recommend that you do a 12,000-pound winch in that half-ton truck. Mm-hmm. But you always have dudes that are like, I want to put a 16, I want to put an 18, I want to put a 20, and you're like, mm, No, you don't want to do no, that. No, 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 no. That's not... Not it's it's decision. hard to explain too because not everybody has a steel background not everybody understands side load not everybody understands all that right. but at the same time i mean but the truck weighs ten thousand pounds i'm like yeah it does mm-hmm. and i can yeah we can do it but you shouldn't yeah mm-hmm. you know i mean it's one of the reasons we make a 12 uh, small body 12 you know the small mm-hmm. body 12 was pretty much designed for well it was designed for a land cruiser which is basically a half ton truck right mm-hmm. yeah you know and, and that's what they need they're a little bit heavier but that thing has a mon- a, a you're probably more of an expert on this than I am, but I think a Land Cruiser has a better frame on it than a half ton. Oh, track. they're they're awesome. Yeah, those the are Land Cruiser frame is yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, better better than the Tacoma for sure. The Tacoma, the Tacoma frame is going to be better. The Tundra frame, it's okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, we had a but, hell of a time putting a three hundred pound bumper on that thing when I was at ARB. I'm sure you guys had the same problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah, they're just they weren't quite up for that. I mean, our bumper, we. ARB, one thing that's got to be recognized about ARB is they are definitely the leader when it comes to building a bumper that you're going to hit. You're going to protect your radiator. It will turn it into pink mist. Yeah, the idea idea behind this is a lot of people don't realize, and it's not Australian rhubarbs, it's Arthur Ronald Brown. Anthony Anthony Anthony? Robert Brown. Is that what it is? Tony Tony Brown. Tony Brown. Okay. Anthony Robert Brown. Okay. Andy, sorry if I got his middle name wrong. Yeah, I knew it was something like something that, are. right? So um, we're in Australia and we kangaroos are stupid, mm-hmm. right? And they literally will run right for the front of a car if they see, oh, yeah. if they yeah, see the lights, right? right? And the reason why we're doing this is because if I get out in the Australian outback 
and my radiator gets toasted, I'm dead. Literally dead. Literally dead. Yeah, protect like, the intercooler, protect the mm -hmm. radiator. Yeah, a, a lot of people don't realize that that's the idea behind those. It wasn't to go rock crawling and stuff. The no. idea was, look, you get in the wrong spot here, you're a dead man. And that's why, what, I think it was, I read a statistic at one point, and it's probably changed, but it was like 50% of all vehicles in Australia had some sort of mm -hmm. brush guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brush oh, yeah. guard. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much a standard. Even the, even the cars have something. Like yeah. Little, yeah. Like the TGM piece or ARB does them too. They're just a little, little nut. They're basically over here, we call them light bars, but over there, they're structural. They go all the way back to the frame and it will, it will take an impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It took forever just to get them to come around on the JK Stubby bar or TJ Stubby. Really? Bar. I think we did yeah, the TJ yeah. first. Buddy did that with, with Quadratech. Yeah. That was a long, long time ago because again, they just couldn't wrap their head around the fact that that wasn't enough protection. And then mm -hmm. Americans mm -hmm. wanted to expose the tires, not protect them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was different. It was different, different kind of off-roading. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. that was one of our best selling bumpers back in the day. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our stuff, that's the thing is it's just, it's in general, we're a little bit lighter mm -hmm. than what ARB is, but ARB people got to recognize that what they're trying to do, oh, yeah. what they're trying to accomplish and why they have so much girth. We like our stuff to be tighter and a little bit closer and more clearance, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're going for is more for the kind of off-roading that you do and you do in the U.S. It's not that deers aren't a thing, right? But mm -hmm. it's just, dude, they don't come running for your headlights, right? They're not. No, they don't. Not giant rats. ARB has yeah. a couple of other issues they got to deal with with Vic mm -hmm. roads, right? I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys want to geek out on that for a little bit. But What's like, a Vic road? Uh, it's They're required to maintain crash statistics oh, yeah, yeah. yeah crash yeah, characteristics yeah. of the car as it was as it came out of the box yeah yeah and so every ar it's why they stick out so much adr standards yeah pretty much yeah. right but mm -hmm. they basically there's a every subframe on a bumper if you look at an arb bumper most of them are generally the same on the shell right right they're, they they try and standardize those components but every one of them has a different subframe mm -hmm. and that subframe has a as a crash tested well-designed piece that it's fantastic for them. It works really well for them, but right. it does make them stick out more. They're quite a bit heavier. They're quite a bit more expensive. And some people want that here in America. That was not always the most sought after piece because it would catch on a rock like that. Right. Mm. You know, because they hung out so much more, you know, yeah. and, and it was an interesting conversation to have with people to explain what that meant. Whereas you guys are like, no man, we, we build them to actually get used on off road because that's what we do with them here you yeah. know? and so mm -hmm. th there's going to be a different customer for everything but at the same time the fit is you have that it's engineering it's got to go right. somewhere if it has to go from six inches to four that means you have to have an extra two mm -hmm. that's you know that's what it does and if you look i mean I, I remember on the fj cruiser bumper you could literally see there were waves and i think it was james grunzi that built that one there were waves in the subframe yeah. to, to make it fit from a prado so it would go Mm -hmm. yeah so it would do what it was supposed to do and then talking about airbags people don't know anything about airbags it's hard to explain what airbag compliance means every bumper is airbag yeah. compliant yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know? do get that yeah. question a lot airbag sensors yeah. airbag sensors aren't on the bumper guys they're in the, on, on the frame yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's stuff like that too you know but it's it's having come from that world and then kind of opening opening up my my playbook to understand you know more of the american market has been a lot of it's been a lot of fun because i meet with different folks and understand different things and have better conversations and there's a fit and finish for everybody and there's mm -hmm. plenty of Jeeps to go around. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yep. you know, yeah. Yep. It's fun. It is fun. fun we hit stuff. a lull. Yeah. We did. <laughs> we actually hit a lull. We've been rolling like I know, crazy. Good. But I do have something we can talk about. All right. I've been holding this one. Okay. Uh -oh. I'm, this is, I'm nervous. This is right actually pretty, what did I do? <laughs> this is pretty big news. Um, and it's just industry news, mm -hmm. but a big thing happened today. And this is not an April fool's joke. This is April 1st, by the way, if anyone's wondering, 
it's April 1st, right? But this is not an April Fool's joke. I'm going to open this. Who, and who read got it. bought today? Because there's got, been a lot of that happening. I got it verified, dude. Okay. So, Will Pros oh, bought wow. Terraflex. What? Today. And what? They announced it. How did That's I know? How did huge. I know? I didn't even know what you were going to say. And I knew somebody got bought <laughs> yeah, because there's been a lot of that yeah, happening. Yeah, a lot right of now. it. You guys for sale? You guys got to be for sale. Somebody <laughs> Isn't everyone for sale? <laughs> Everyone's for sale for the right price. Yeah. <laughs> Wheel Pros. Terraflex. Terra. Wow. I, mean, I never thought actually. They would... Wheel Pros is right around the corner. I know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Wow. Why? I mean, Terraflex um, has been I, around forever. And clearly too. they had a nice reset with the Falcon. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, yeah. I'm sure that was. We got the shock yeah, on the wall here. On the wall. Yeah. I mean, they, shock, they've man. always made good stuff. They were doing axles for what? Do they still do axles? They still do axles. They do. I don't talk to Vinny very much anymore because you know they're just such a loyal Warren shop, and you guys know me. I'm I'm pretty respectful of most old relationships, and I let them be, so I don't mm -hmm. really bug them. You know, mm -hmm. they know. Mm -hmm. how, I, I think we made a couple, made sure a couple of our things fit for them, but that was about it. Yeah. Wheel pros. Yeah. Wow. Wheel pros. They own like everything now. So Wheel Pros <laughs> actually is backed by a very large capital group yeah, called Clear Lake Capital. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That was a big move. Um, I got that confirmed because somebody sent that to me and we're like, did you know about this? And I'm like, nope, I did not. I had not heard that, that one yet. I yeah, mean, I was, that's big Daystar news. is buying up a bunch of companies. You know, Toy yeah. Tech, they bought Toy Tech. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, I didn't know about that. They yeah. bought Nitro, mm -hmm. right? The, mm -hmm. I mean, there was a couple of those going on. And I think um, Off-Road Warehouse is, you know, Greg Adler South. Right. And so they're, right. they're, oh, right. they're, they're, they're really kind of ramping up and, and picking up house brands i think is what i'm hearing from are them. they mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. i mean I, we don't sell to the big guys with multiple locations so i don't i don't really have a lot of conversations with them but mm -hmm. there's a lot of consolidation going on yeah it's very that's, interesting it's been going on for a while now though i mean you, you we're some of the last guys we're some SEMA, of the last sema is not what it was 10 years ago you know no it's Just not that's true through, i mean you look at how much it, more you, corporate you, it is who was it who was it that you uh who, truck pro truck, like truck hero yes. yeah oh dude. yeah they're yeah. just the <laughs> hugest booth ever and then but they were kind of like back in the south hallways right they're back yeah. this way a little bit and now they are front and then yeah they literally yeah. just were like oh who's in front of us we're just going to absorb them and they just whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of how it worked huh? you know it is it is how it they were worked. like lund Oh, we'll just take that. ARE, we'll yeah, take, we, yeah. we'll we take want you that too. Spot yep. that spot. We'll take you too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I get it. I think it's it's as you and I were talking about this was, might have been two years ago. We were talking about struggles in manufacturing. Yeah. Right, and trying yeah. to get good people, and try mm -hmm. if you want to keep your stuff in the U.S., it's really hard right it's, now. It's yeah. a, it's a trick. Um, you know, and how much do you want to invest in infrastructure to do that, right? And so, if you're committed to U.S. made product, oddly enough, from a guy who you know works from a Taiwanese company, but we have the same <laughs> problem over there, believe it or not. Oh, right. I believe it. Just, like they, yeah. we get, a, we have a lot of pressure to ship ship stuff to mainland China. Yeah, right. Because that's just where I can get labor there. But we yeah. we actually won't do that, you know, because well. we we need quality control. Yeah, right. It's it's super important if we're going to sell premium yeah. brand winch. It's got to be. A, it's we got to have QA. That's what a lot of people don't recognize is that QA issue. Well, that I think it's the quality control. Well, I think, and that's what's causing some of the you know the the. the the amalgamation that we're seeing in the, in the suppliers is that they just can't afford to maintain quality and, and maybe keep good people on the floor. And most importantly, you know, especially over the last few years with a lot of folks saying, I don't really want to do this anymore, mm -hmm. you know, for lots of different reasons. Yeah. You know, um, 
how much can you spend to automate? Because the, the technology is there. I mean, you and I oh, were yeah. chatting about this. That's what I think we were talking about, you know, which machines and who would do it, you know, because I work with Rockwell and a bunch of those other guys. And, yeah. You know, you can do it. You're going to have to mortgage your entire business and your future to do it. And yeah. so when you look at your um, your marketplace and, and some of the smaller companies that are, you know, spinning up stuff and doing on their own, kind of like what you guys are doing and, and kudos to you guys for keeping it going for so long. It's awesome to see, you know, I know we were talking about which machines would make the most sense and how do you design your line and right. like you guys have been able to, you know, stay afloat and do mm-hmm. all those things and just really continue to excel. Some people can't. And that's so they're true. able to take a look at it and go, well, maybe if I sell a company that's got some machining and some, you know, mm-hmm. right. I think mm-hmm. wasn't AEV was the first, right? AEV sold. Yeah, that to would a, kind of surprise me when that happened. Yeah, yeah. I never but, thought Dave would sell. I mean, <laughs> you know? it, it, it but, did make sense at the same time. I mean, it was like, how does, how does he grow? Like up where he was in Montana, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, okay, he's working out of best he can out of his shop. And what was amazing about what Dave was doing is he's bringing, bringing stuff that was just out cool, of, man. yeah, it was it amazing. Was cool, you know what I mean? You're <laughs> looking at it going, okay, <laughs> yeah. that is beautiful. Yeah. And, um, it, it was OE finish, mm-hmm. right? That was the biggest thing that yeah. he brought was the capability to make something look like it belonged to OEM, yep. which was a dream that I, I don't know, maybe a lot of us had this. I love this idea of, of being able to buy a vehicle that had everything how you wanted it. it already came with big huge tires and was just fully outfitted and he basically did that we right did. but yeah. then it's like how do you do that out of a little tiny shop in in montana well you partner up with a steel stamping plant with a bunch of vcs out of michigan yeah you know yeah. And, and, it, and it has clearly worked yeah mm-hmm. you yeah. know um and i think the reason aev has been so successful with it is because dave is still there you know right. he and yep. dave um you know dave yegi and a bunch of those other folks that have always been there with him are still there yeah. you know mm-hmm. and so they're like this is what this is who we are we mm-hmm. know our brand you know and you guys are the same like this is who we are and mm-hmm. some of these guys i don't think they can keep up you know or it's the american dream to sell your business and some of these bigger vcs are looking at this as low-hanging fruit with the increase in the market you know mm-hmm. i think there's some issue there uh it's been happening now enough that you know it, it's an accepted path you know nobody's going to look at you funny if you swoop in and, and buy one of these that they're not startups they've been around for a while they got you know 20 30 40 50 million dollars in revenue etc whatever and yeah okay well you know we'll offer you you know three times three or three times revenue mm-hmm. okay <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and that's a lot of money for a guy who really you yeah. know might have started turning wrenches you yeah. know yeah yeah. And the question is, is like, what's going to happen with the quality? What's going to happen with your distribution? You know, mm-hmm. like the, the Warren Keystone thing, you know, what's going on with that? You know, how, how yeah. is that going? Kind of makes things awkward, doesn't it? It's been weird. You know, I mean, again, I will not badmouth my competitors because I really enjoy those guys. They're good friends yeah. of mine. But, you know, like now that Keystone owns them, you know, what's their distribution model? What's going on mm-hmm. with their supply chain? Some other things. They're the, they were one of the first big ones that got bought by a conglomerate that I can remember. Yeah. And it, it, I would, I would be lying to you if, if we hadn't profited off that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we picked yeah. up some customers that I probably didn't think I would have picked up, yeah. you know, because like I said, we, we try and be respectful of some of those old relationships and, and be respectful of existing relationships. And, um, so I don't go calling on them. They know who I am and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, we're here if you need us. And every now and then the phone rings from somebody that I haven't talked to since I was running ARB and I'm like, how you doing? He's like, you got any? I'm like, of course I got any. <laughs> of course I do. 
and and then um and what's nice about and we're fortunate enough that you know we make a high quality product and they're like okay well i need 20 more mm-hmm. you know yeah, and, awesome. and it's and it's and it's working and, and again because of our you know getting back to that earlier conversation with protected territories and things like that we we managed to maintain that business but i think the conglomeration thing i'm worried about it you know yeah. i'm a little worried about a little it bit. i'm a little worried about it but it's we're one of the big ones like folks don't know how big we are globally so i'm not right. super worried about mm-hmm. us i mean mm-hmm. i know ben's committed to our family but it's um it's interesting to see some of like are they going to start buying shops mm-hmm. you know because the the revenue yeah. through the shops look at like some of the bigger shops like there's one a huge one up in my neck of the woods they're expanding as fast as they can they're booked out three months mm-hmm. you know they're yeah. charging exorbitant shop labor because they have to right mm-hmm. you know and nobody cares you know yeah. and they're just stacked up of work and they're so successful and two of the best people you ever met i don't know if you know joe and dana but they're fantastic for mule Mule. yeah yeah they're they're great i think i actually introduced them to you guys a while back right but they're awesome Mm -hmm. they're awesome and and but i i'm worried that like what happens if they sell you know what happens if somebody comes in and says hey you've got ridiculous revenue coming through this with a nice profit margin you know you know what's going to happen there Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good question there's interesting things that are happening just in like so larry h miller if you've driven all such front right when those guys got acquired those guys are pretty big Mm -hmm. um they weren't as they're i don't think they were as big as garf was uh as far as their automotive side i think garf is bigger garf's a friend of mine Mm -hmm. um the garf family is a friends of mine and um when that happened that was one of those shocking like holy cow yeah did that really happen and then the company that bought them i mean you just had to ask because the multiple was crazy like if you do your math on it i'm not going to say what the number was but i did my math knowing what i know about the industry and having friends that are you know own lots of yeah those are weird businesses too they have there's so much back and forth on the cash but yeah anyway yeah yeah. Yeah. but it was how they work it was in the multiple was insane and i could not figure out why um they would do it but i think you know these strategies that these companies have once they've got them figured out they just start scooping everybody well it works you know know, i mean Mm -hmm. kind of going back to my wife you know she she has a formula that that she has recently decided that makes a lot of sense that at x amount of revenue in one location within X amount of miles, if she grabs X amount of stylists out of two different locations and seeds that net new, yeah, they will be profitable within X amount of days. Wow. And wow. It, That's awesome. It works. <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah. I mean, my, my Mary, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. I got lucky, but, but I think the, the, the bigger corporations are way, way more advanced than, I mean, my wife is a beautiful, intelligent, smart lady, but there's some really advanced corporations that look at that and go, okay, let's make that scale, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and that's what's happening, you know, is the, you know, these VCs get involved and there's like, you, you said what you said earlier, there's a lot of cash in the market right now, yep. yeah, you yep. know, and so they're just out snapping up profitable businesses mm-hmm. as fast as they can find them. Mm-hmm. A little worried about it, but I guess we'll see, you know, yeah, we'll see, see what happens. Should be interesting. Always adapt to it. Terra- no, Terraflex. No, it was crazy. I mean, you're talking family ran old company, school right? mom and pop. One of the yeah. OG mm-hmm. mom and pop. Yep. Seriously. I mean, they they did a fantastic job for yeah. oh, yeah. how many years? Fifty years? Uh, no, not that I long, mean, right? let's but... see. Mark started it. It all came about in probably '96 with Same. the TJ. But their yeah. family was doing stuff before so, that, right? What, didn't they? Have... No, they were they were Mepco four x four. Yeah, and Mepco four x four had been around forever. Ever. Right? That's what I remember yeah. is Mepco. Yeah, yeah, we. I remember still doing invoices for them for when they were doing their sixty lockers. For when they were doing their sixty yeah. axles, yeah. So that went to Mepco. Yeah. God, we're old. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah, no, I bought I my first to, yeah. TJ suspension from those guys mm-hmm. from Mepco. Bought it from them. They were in this tiny little. Um, it was tiny. I'm trying to think. I mean, it was maybe a thousand square feet, right? It was just a tiny little thing. Right when you walked in, the counter was right there. Yeah, and it was just behind. It was just all parts, yeah. right? And they were right off 72nd South and this yeah. right next mm-hmm. to the freeway in this tiny little thing. And then um, what really brought it about was they had so many people that were coming and asking for suspension systems mm-hmm. for um, the TJ and it was coil spring. Yeah. And so nobody, there was nobody a lot of skepticism around yeah. it and stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, the reality of it, I, I knew right away, dude, I was like, just graduated high school. And I'm like, dude, this thing's going to kill it. This yeah. thing's going to be an off-road machine. Um, I'd played a lot of, with a friend, friend of mine, uh, Jed, his dad had a Defender 90. Mm-hmm. Those were on coils. And yeah. I'm just like, the minute I found out the Jeep was going to go on coil, I just knew it was going to be amazing. I had a Bronco right? with radius arms. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Thought, oh. I thought that thing was a Zulu bag in the day. <laughs> it's a 77. Oh, nice. nice. That was one of the better that's, years. That's, that's on the list of anymore. don't sell the car. Don't sell. Yeah. I'm like, you don't yeah. own it. Huh? And you sold it. Dang. That was dumb. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I was young and broke. Yeah. I had no money. I somehow kept... I have that white TJ sitting out there. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I had a 98, a blue one. 98 TJ? Yeah. It had yeah. one of the first Rubicon long arms on it. Ooh. That was fun. Yeah. Rubicon Express. Little tippy. Oh, yeah. Little tippy. Yeah. A little bit. 35 I mean, and a TJ was a little big back Those then. arms were really long. <laughs> yeah. You know? So but I like radius little... arms. I thought radius arms were cool. Yeah. Well, I was used to it from my Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> it, was... <laughs> it was something you were able to handle, right? I knew what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of. No, I didn't I know what I was doing. Key. Yeah, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> Remember that the thing had a subframe? It had a subframe to kind of hold bolt yeah. the long arms together. It's kind of weird. It was in like my opinion. thirty weird something engineering, thirty something bolts to put that thing in. Yeah, I was. I remember I was out there and my wife at the time, so I was drilling the frame. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. Don't ask." <laughs> and my brother is a pretty good wrench, and you know he was an air, he was a mechanic in the Air Force, and he came over. He's like, "Yeah, you're doing that wrong. Let me help." <laughs> Going all the way back to the. Uh, People that would be willing to try things they probably old, shouldn't. When was this? Right. Was this the nineties? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, I was still in the navy. Oh wow! I got yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If people didn't know, Seth is a navy man. So, ten years. Ten years. Almost ten. Yeah. 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 Jump jumped out of uh, helicopters for the most part of it. Yeah, and then perfectly I finished good up helicopters. Perfectly good helicopters, but mm-hmm. there were people in the water. Yeah, that was my job. How to get out? Yeah, yeah, well, did that for a long time, and then finished up in navigation. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You you're a pretty big dude to be jumping out of. Uh, you're you were a lot of muscle then. I bet. I it was not the Did best you time. Well, no. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we talk about this? I thought. I, yeah, I thought we, we have. told you this. We right? talked about it. No, no. Um, the worst test in, of my entire life. The, one of the final tests at SAR school is you got to float for an hour and then tow a guy a mile. I don't float, so I had to swim <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> I oh, sink wow. like a rock. It sucked. It was not the best day of my life. But you pulled it off. I passed, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And had to beat people too, like, because it doesn't matter. Like in most programs, it's, I mean, and, and it's not like any of the other ones. It's it's pretty pretty easy, right? But you you just because you pass doesn't mean you get to go. Yeah. Good enough isn't good enough. And so I had to beat people. My fat ass swooped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sucked. It's okay. like, fortunately, they let you use fins and I got big legs and I just motorboated past those guys so the only question i got is is yes. it realistic is the movie that kevin costner movie with aston kutcher realistic that one, you know man was it? i i what movie that was that's the guardian it's the, the guardian, guardian. Yeah, right? yeah 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 um i would say that the 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 helo scenes were pretty accurate really they were, they were fair okay. they, they did a pretty decent job the school thing yeah no 
So that was some BS, but oh. you know, so it's a lot of some, I mean, yeah. like I remember we did the laundry. They would, there was a, a, they would do that. They'd put you in a tub and freezing cold and get you used to that and prop wash and stuff like that. But you know, no, no, yeah. I mean, the recruiting tools. That's why everybody's okay with it. I was actually yeah. just having this conversation with my buddy Jeff the other day about the new Top Gun movie. I'm not even supposed Ooh, yeah. to say that movie because you can't, if you say that in a ready room, that's around any quote or say the word that's around. Like, I can't even believe I just said really. That. And he asked me, he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I can't even look at it, man. <laughs> I can't even look at it. But really? yeah, I mean, they had super hornets going sub supersonic on the deck. Like, I, unless I'm mistaken, they physically can't do that. Oh, like, interesting. You know, and uh, anybody, I'm, I'm not a pilot and I never was, but I they, the super hornets were just coming out. And I remember hearing discussions that it was too slow because the engines were so heavy that it couldn't couldn't go supersonic above a certain uh, below a certain altitude oh interesting. now i could be totally wrong i could be wrong because it's right. been like a long time yeah but i i remember just talking to jeff i'm like oh man i can't even look at it dude <laughs> <Just can't. laughs> but I, I was making the joke i'm like these movies are recruiting tools you know yeah they, they are because what's cool is that literally even if you pass only uh, in most in most programs it's top half of the class right good enough isn't good enough right and mm -hmm. so if you don't make it you know what you get to do what? chip paint Oh, really? Enjoy your time. And, really? we, and we need, Ooh. yeah, well, a lot of times, a lot of times. Dang. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, especially if you're an enlisted guy like I was, you're going out to the fleet and you're chipping paint until you can find something else they want to do with you. Move you on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then potatoes eventually or. You know, everybody, everybody goes, everybody works in the galley for a little while. Do they? For a little Is while. Is that just how it works? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to do your time. That's yeah. Thing. 90 days. They call it cranking. Yeah. I don't know if they do oh, it back. Healthy, I don't know if I mean. they call it now, but back then they used to call it cranking. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Was not the best time of the, my life. I worked in the scullery. Mm -hmm. That's for six hundred guys. I was on a I was on scullery. The yeah, it sucked. You were like bad. a scullery maid. Yeah, man. <laughs> doing dishes for six hundred guys three times a day. It's wow. So fun. <laughs> Just come home wet and smelling like bad decisions. <laughs> like, why am I here? <laughs> well, we got through it. We yeah. Through it. Yeah. yeah it no, fun. you got discipline. Uh, it makes then, you a solid person, man. Then so. Right. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you work for Microsoft. <laughs> Built on trust. And come up. There you go. Yeah. So, no, I, I, yeah, I've had a, I've had a good life. I, I, I feel like I did a good job. I hope. Yeah. No, I think I'm you're still doing, working on I it. think you're still doing a good job. Just keep it going, right? Thanks, man. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about winches a little more. Okay. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, you do that. I do. I, you I do winches. Winch okay. Yeah. So when it comes to winches, Let's just talk about this. What makes a quality product? Because we talked about quality products in one of our, our last podcasts. Mm -hmm. We just talked about what makes a quality product, but we are focusing on bumpers primarily. So when it comes to winches, right, you kind of said it, right? Relatively simple. You got a gearbox, you got a motor, you got a drum, mm -hmm. and you got a controller. And, there's and a controller, there's a, a brake, and there's some yeah. other things in brake, there. And yeah. I think um, what I think, what I would, how I would answer that question is quality mm -hmm. and testing. Quality and testing. Quality okay. and testing, right? Um, what it is so important to winch is understanding that anybody can strap a five horsepower motor source from just about anywhere to a set of gears mm -hmm. and it'll pull a rope, right? It'll do that, right? Right. But what's interesting to understand is safety and controls, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding okay. um, the Ohm's law, you know? Okay. I equals E over R. Heat, mm -hmm. heat is a huge thing, right? Heat happens. Heat happens a lot. So what a, happens when you push electrons right, around. There's a huge amount of amps running through that motor at the time, mm -hmm. right? And so it's important to understand the more efficient you can make the motor, the less heat you pull, 
mm-hmm. the longer your winch can run. I'm getting back to okay. duty cycle, right? And then we're not going to talk about duty cycles on winches because that's more that blow people's minds. But right. the biggest issue to understand is that the, the more efficient you can make the motor, you know, because of Ohm's law, you're pulling less heat, right? So right. We, we build a motor that pulls about 350 amps. You can do the research mm-hmm. on everybody else's and see where we live in that space, right? Mm-hmm. It is, we're, unless I'm mistaken, ours is still the most efficient. And it's not huge either. Mm-mm. No. That's one thing that I can say about it is it's not massive. It's very easy to fit in just about every bumper, yeah. which yeah. I love about that. Um, another thing that you're probably doing is, which is probably, I don't know anybody that's doing this. I used to see it a lot with cheap winches. Um, you would see them use uh, bushings mm-hmm. instead of uh, bearings. Bearings, right? Yeah, bearings are important, and mm-hmm. the gears. Think about the gears. You know, right. um, it's an interesting comparison. People always say our gears are a little loud, and they are. Yeah, they're bigger. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we weight test our gears, right? Our planetaries are about the size of. Well, they're about this big. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've seen them, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, not many people have seen them because ours don't break. <laughs> Yeah. Right. But I mean, they're, they're of good size and we don't step cut them. Um, you know, step cutting gears makes them run a little bit cooler and a little bit more quiet, but not really an issue in a winch. Yeah. Um, right. So we keep them, um, ridge cut. And so they're going to have a lot more engagement, which makes them stronger. They, okay. They will run a little bit hotter and a little bit louder, but at that side, because we've got so much heat loss on the other side, it doesn't matter for us. And so our gears are quite a bit stronger. We don't care. It's all about industrial. Our, our background is in industrial winches, right? We didn't make right. an off-road winch until what, like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so everything, everything we've got from our, our ridiculous 20,000 pound brake in our, in our, you know, that is literally the size of your, your Coke can right there. Yeah. Right. Um, to our planetaries, to our motors all came from an industrial background and we just changed the packaging to fit into, you know, the off-road model. Mm-hmm. And that has given us um the ability to have a set of solenoids and controllers and clutches and everything else that is just so much more efficient yeah. and durable mm-hmm. right and so that allows us to have a level of quality control because we've been made doing it for so long we know we know it works mm-hmm. we know how to can improve a motor we know how to improve solenoids we know how to make sure that things don't break in the transfer process we know how to make sure the connectors don't give you problems. You know, I mean, those yeah. are the sort of things that like in that years of experience instead of just outsourcing and you know maybe grabbing a house brand's cheapest winch and throwing that out on the market that we see a lot of, you know, the, the, yeah. our, our bigger competitors don't do that. They spend a lot of money on R and D like we do, but you know, and I'll sure they'll tell you the same things, you know, like it's about the efficiency of the motor, the, the, the your gearing, how that works, how it connects with your motor, how it transfers weight into the drum. And then we're lucky enough to have the patent on putting the brake, you know, on the other side. Right. And that's yeah. a very key thing right there. Cause normally, a lot of people don't recognize knows this, but so the brake normally is inside the drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty in some standard circumstances. Yeah, and that was that was how the industry did everything based upon when we were. It was a cable. Everything mm-hmm. was still cable, right? When we moved away from still cable, what you had is you now have synthetic cable and synthetic cable instead of digging in and and tightening the 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 roundness of the cable, kind of getting more mm-hmm. pronounced. They flatten out. Yep. They flatten out. It turns in more like a bow constrictor on that yeah. drum, yeah. and it'll squeeze that drum down. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you have catastrophic failure, potentially. Yeah. You also have a lot of heat that's right in there. And most of these synthetic lines, some of them aren't, right? There's different materials, but Dyneema, one of the more popular Really doesn't like ones. heat. No, it does not. And, and Dyneema is uh, the best material to use for your hands, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the safest. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of different st- spectra is one of them, right? Whatever. But... That's one thing that made, which was totally accidental, pretty much for Come Up, because Come Up had a big 
drum wall thickness was huge, mm -hmm. right? Because we because, didn't have to put a break in there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was in the e, it was in the EPs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was in the EP series that Super Winch had that that come up made for Super Winch. You had this big thick drum. It was really easy just to to the other thing key here is synthetic line does Hard not yeah, yeah it does not like to grip so yeah. that was the thing is like still cable because it's braided those little notches would just dig right into the drum right mm -hmm. so you don't, that's why you only need like four wraps on there yeah because it'll just dig right in now if you're just attaching it to the edge somewhere that was um t-max and that winch shootout i was talking about mm -hmm. earlier right that was why they failed is they're pulling out the winch and it just ripped right through the thimble yeah. right the cable did yeah. So it was not that the that the winch stopped working. It was just their attachment point didn't work. Yeah, right? I mean, I've, I haven't seen a lot of drums fail, but it's pretty scary. You yeah, know, it happens. Oh, yeah. It happens. They grenade. Yeah, I mean, that's it, catastrophic failure. The other one is housing failures. You know, yeah. um, and as you look to, as we try, as you guys, quite honestly, try and make it a more slimmer, to your point, OE approach. Right. We have to make a smaller winch. You know, that's right. where the slim came from. You mm -hmm. know, that was an OE winch that we built for Chevy that then got, you know, translated into, um, you know, the retail market. It's got that big handle on it. It makes it easier because it's tucked way back under the frame rail in, in the Colorado and everything. Mm -hmm. But the problem, the biggest problem we had with the slim and the reason we don't make it into, um, anything bigger than a 12 mm -hmm. is the body won't take it. Right. Right. The body right. won't take it. You know, people don't understand that the body has to take all that weight, transfer it through the bolts and transfer it into your bumper somewhere. Energy's got to go somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we can't make a slim anything, it's bigger than I think it's just 12 because it will rip in half yep. and we do destructive testing on our bodies right and Ben's you know, I should send you some videos on that that is cool to watch because it just <laughs> yeah it just blows <laughs> up it's like fail <laughs> you know and it took us a long time to get the slim right because we couldn't get the body uh mm -hmm. braced enough to handle that kind of side load or torque load around a, a full 12,000 pound pull and mm -hmm. we will not sell it unless it's two x-rated pull yeah. So that's got to be at a 12.5, that's got to be 25,000 pound load. Wow. Right, so it's a lot. It takes yeah. a lot. That's got to be one of the, I, I can tell you that that is where, if if it's possible for the future, mm -hmm. I'm just going to put this out there. We'll see who we'll see who listens to it or not. When, it, when and if it is possible for someone to make a, 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 the smaller platform, that's what I call it, large yeah. versus small platform. Small body, we call them. Small body yeah. winch. When somebody is able to do that, and get it into that 16 range, that's going to be a huge game changer. That's yeah. going to be a titanium it's, winch. It's going to be hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know that anybody's most, going to Most of the housings are cast aluminum, aren't they? They are. They right? are, yeah. I mean, you could do it out of cast iron, but it would weigh... Mm. be heavy. 250 pounds. Yeah. You know, what do they weigh now? 80, 85, depending on the motor and, and the line? I'll give, you, I'll give you the hint on the material that might work. Mm. It's magnesium. Mm. I've heard this. That's that's the material that might work because that's what you're getting is is so it is similar in weight savings mm -hmm. to aluminum, but it's instead of one third the strength of steel, it's more like half strength. the strength yeah. of steel. Yeah. Right. So it's it's you can probably boost that load capability up, and even if it came up like oddball fourteen thousand pound, that's probably the more ideal. What would you do with a small body sixteen after we just spent thirty minutes ago talking about don't overwinter truck? <laughs> the benefits are the fit in um, the three quarters tons. Yeah, I mean that's, that's, that's really a, that's a strong point. I mean, I'll talk to Ben about it. I'd be curious to see. I know he's always looking for ways to to do something different, right? Because again. Right. A winch is a winch, right. right? And there's only so much we can do with it to make it different. And you can run it with your phone and all that cool stuff. But ultimately, it's still a mm -hmm. motor. Right. Um, 
it would be interesting to have that conversation. I would be curious to see what that would look like for cost, you mm -hmm. know, and does that, is that enough of a differentiation to justify the, 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 the bombs, the bomb cost? And can we build everything else enough around it strong enough to support that? Right. Yeah. Cause that changes your gears too, right? It does. Can, you know, what will we have to do with the gears? What will we have to do with the motor? Would the motor have to increase in size? I mean, I think our motor could probably handle it. Our motor's ridiculous. Your right? motor's fine. Um, you know, the, the thing about the gears is, is, getting it to a certain, you know, the reason a 12.5 and a 9.5 are basically the same package is because right. it's really just changing the gearing. You're running on the same motor. Right. Could we gear it that way? Would it work? Would it, would it be glacially slow at that point? Would the market bear that? I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be fun to have some testing in that way, you know, yeah. to, to play with that and see what that might look like. Yeah. You know, cause you would be the first. I mean, there's probably a reason for that. It's a lot. <laughs> it is. I'm thinking about it. Because I mean, it's, it's, it's machined, right? I mean, it's built, right. right? I mean, that's not a, that's not a small process. Mm -mm. Yeah. You would have to, I mean, you can, you can cast magnesium. Um, the real rear door of a jail yeah. is, is cast magnesium. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I don't know enough about strong metal. Strong as hell. Man. You, you have young, strong, magnesium, stronger Kung Fu in that space. Magnesium's just really fun when you get it way hot. Because mm -hmm. then it's all of a sudden really sparkly white are you right are you doing anything out of magnesium you're not no of course you're not no you want to no. know why because it's expensive it is expensive <laughs> it's it's and where where can you get it done i you know, know what right? I, mean? I mean like different tooling right? it's hard to get it done you know what i yeah. mean it's like he could get it done though mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i don't know if there's i would assume there's foundries in taiwan i mean you think about it our, our 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 body it's not that big you know i mean in terms of tooling yeah it's basically the same tool i think there'd probably be some changes because of the heat requirements but i mean it could be done ben let's talk yeah i don't know but it'd be interesting yeah i mean i guess yeah. what's what's the cost on a pound of aluminum versus the cost of a pound of magnesium though you know somebody somebody google that's that. a good question yeah, yeah you want to google that one real quick i i am curious myself um <laughs> my bet is is that they're magnesium is probably a little bit more yeah right how much but more is the question gone way up everything's gone way yeah. up so you know i mean that's having um, an issue but yeah they don't make a ton of stuff on it out of magnesium is the truth of it i mean I've, it's I've, a great material i i don't know i mean well it, you got me thinking about it i just i i don't know would it make sense yeah that is the question we, what that would be a good question or Why? do you just beef up the mounts and make them out of aircraft grade aluminum yeah machined. i mean it's possible i mean that you'd be amazed at what we can do it's yeah. just a matter of like some of the stuff that we make on the industrial stride will blow your mind mm -hmm. like literally the amount of power that goes through some of those big electric suckers because it's just instant torque and it's thirty thousand pounds just or yeah. what about this you make it so the required winch mount this is this is kind of like makes it a little bit eh. but like if it, if you're doing foot forward versus foot down right so mm -hmm. you just kind of force it in a position where it requires an additional bracing on the front. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. That bracing that's that, but that's not us, right? We don't have any it control of that. It isn't you, but. Yeah. I mean, we, we do our best to make everything mounted foot forward, forward. you know, yeah. it allows you to, to disperse the load more without torquing out things. But yeah, I think it's important to know there would have to be a lot of cooperation on something like that. There would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody that could help me. You know that can happen. Yeah. I know a guy. Yeah. Talk about it. That might be fun. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to see a project. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It would be. I'll talk to the boss. Yeah. You got something? Let's see what happens. Roughly double the price. Roughly double the price. Oh, Ouch. Yeah. Dang. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Magnesium. Okay. So that's a $2,000 body. It's a little, little pricey. Ouch. But 
you never know. I mean, maybe people will go for that. I mean, I think there's always a market for the Zulu, right? There's always going to be somebody that wants the big, the Zulu. Yeah, dude, the big, okay, so like the big Red W company, right? Mm -hmm. They get away with all sorts of stuff, right? All sorts of bells and whistles, all sorts of fancy and high prices. I mean, I, I get it. I get you it. Know? You got you to gotta stay fresh. I get yeah. it. You know, yeah. we have decided that we are going to stay reliable. That's, that's a very Toyota thing of you to do. <laughs> I was just talking to my son about the difference between a Toyota and a Honda the other day. Yeah. He's like, Dad, Hondas look so cool, but Toyotas are so much better. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honda gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think it's um, uh, in, a, in a winch we want reliable, right? And because right, of our background sure. and because of our roots, that's what we're going to do. But you've seen, we're working on it. You know, yeah. Yeah. the one that I'm super excited. Have you seen, we, you saw the new 16.5? Yes, I'm gonna with get, that yeah, integrated, yeah, uh, the integrated sixteen five, all one piece, super cool, yeah, and beautiful too, yeah, and like not not vanilla at all. Really no. excited about that one. Um, we're gonna get you guys one of those to play with. Awesome! Yeah, it looks like Ben's gonna pull the that's trigger exciting. on that. Yeah, he yeah. better pull. The, I dude, wasn't that's one of the coolest. I wasn't sure I've he was seen. gonna do it. I wasn't sure he was gonna do it, and I'm like, Ben, make the winch. So low profile. It's, well, it's it's so interesting nice. because it's it's all one piece, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody's so used to remote mounting that solenoid box for those big suckers and, and yeah. just understanding that that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, you know, packaging, you know, again, mm -hmm. partnership, yeah. you know, you're going to figure out because it's, you know, you saw what it looks like, right. It's different. Yeah. And so we got to figure out what to do with that, but that's gotta be one of the most, in, you kind of brought this up and that is one of the, the hardest parts I think in the winch world right now mm -hmm. in just winch bumper and winch in the winch world is the fact of having to relocate that solenoid. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is, that is one of the things that, um, and it's kind of weird that whole movement that happened where it was like, Hey, let's just put the solenoid on the motor over here and it's big and it's on this side and it's oddly kind of integrated, but it's mm -hmm. not that movement. And it was just like, well, we'll just save on cable. Right. But then in the end, the only reason why you should be buying that is so you relocate the solenoid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, that has got to be the hardest thing is making a relocation kit that is universal. Mm -hmm. Something that I've been looking at for a long time. It's like, okay, so it's easy for us to do something for a come up winch to make that work. It's so much harder to do a, a good relocation for every other XYZ. We use the same box. Out there. Uh, again, I think because we're lucky, our, our, our solenoids are so good that we use the same box, right? right. The 16, the, the non, the not, the not new 16.5 runs the same box. As a twelve, mm -hmm. as a nine, as as an eight, as the old ones, because our solenoids can handle the bolts and the amps. But um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And you mm -hmm. know, like in your world, it's you know, there's the functionality of I. You should be able to see the wine, the wines. You should be able to right. see them. Yep. Most of your customers don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, okay, well, what do we do with that? You know, if that thing bird cages up and keeps going, it will blow. I don't care how good your bumper is, it will blow it right in half. Oh, we yeah. had it happen the other day. We had a talking about Aaron, our dirty laundry. We had a solenoid go bad. First one, and I don't know how long. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I we're still waiting to get it back on warranty, but yeah. the thing fired off, sitting still for no reason. Had Interesting. The, had the thimble. The guy had a thimble. Yeah. Right, and it just pulled. And right through the bumpers. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. We're still trying to figure it out. It's the first one we've had go bad in forever. There was another brand yeah, that that exact thing happened to. All the time. One of our witches. Yeah. And it literally, or not witches, <clears throat> one of our bumpers, and it literally ripped through. It was a guy that worked for Black Rifle Coffee Company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And uh, it literally ripped right through his fair lead. It peeled his fair lead open. It broke his fair lead in half. Mm -hmm. And the fair lead opening, it ripped right through and it just sat there. Just kept going. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, we got lucky in it and the motor smoked. Oh, the motor yeah. smoked and it stopped. But, yeah, uh, it, it we had to get, we replaced we um in in strong take care of the customer fashion. We replaced the bumper for the guy. Oh, nice. Fortunately, there was no frame damage. We were worried oh, good. about frame damage. On good, that. good, good. Yeah. What kind uh, of what kind of rig was it? What was it? Was it Tacoma? Tacoma. Always wow. Tacomas. Always Tacomas. Yeah, I, I I'm not 100 percent convinced it wasn't installed error. Yeah, I you never can. I, I I mean I I would never put the guy's business out, but the the distributor who's listing. We both talked about it and we're like, I've never seen one do that. Yeah. So it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been an operator error, but whatever it happened and we're gonna take we took care of the guy. But oh, but again, getting back to the point of like understanding even as you're running the winch, if the cable stacks up on itself, yeah. That does the same Just, thing. Yeah. Right? Like it, it, it literally starts, it's gotta go somewhere. Yeah. And the motor doesn't know how to stop because it's very strong. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got amp amp safeties on them now and some other things but it just it, it, if if it's not pulling enough amps to, to shut it off because unfortunately ours is fairly efficient right right sometimes yep. you have that problem and so what do you do as a bumper manufacturer to say okay you don't want to see it but i'm telling you you should you yeah need, you, you need, need to, to see, see it, it yeah right you know and and teaching people how to use their winch that's another whole issue oh, like yeah. would you feel comfortable actually using the thing you know nine out of ten of them Never get used. Yeah. Yep. Never get or used. Use it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, st- I mean, just stretching your cable, stretch your cable. Um, yep. you know, understanding what that means and how that goes, you know, and, and all these things that we're so kind of going all the way, wrapping back up into winches as a whole is we just, we spend a lot of time getting information out to people so they mm-hmm. feel comfortable using the product. So yep. they know yeah. that it's safe. They know how to use it safely. You know, it's not going to break their car, mm-hmm. all these other things, you know, and that's, that's what we stress the most. And, and, talking about quality and everything else and what makes a quality winch is, you know, we make it easy. Yeah. We make it easy. It's yeah. push button. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. It works. And it yep. works. And there's some cool, uh, you know, classes and stuff out there that like, I know Kurt Williams is doing some neat recovery stuff. Kurt's but, awesome. Yeah. 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 Or help people like build that comfort level with mm-hmm. using their product. We, sp- and- you know, one of the few things we do spend money on is we do that. Oh, you, you know, if, if there's That's a, cool. if there's a training organization, like, Bill's, Bill's obviously our number one guy that right. way, yeah. but there's a couple that do military training, mm-hmm. um, that I knew from back in the day. And, um, most of the IAW four WD, did I get that right? You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the other bills of the world, you know, yeah. um, yep. and there's a, there's a bunch of them, you know, if they do classes, then we, we take care of them. We get them, we always awesome. get them product. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. It helps. Yeah. It does it help. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really important. There's I'm finding that more and more the lack of people that actually are prepared to actually use their winch or mm-hmm. really understand. Like we were talking about on one of our podcasts, this whole thing of like, well, yeah, you're ideally, you're not supposed to be pulling at a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. from your fair lead. Nope. You're supposed to be more like a 20 degree. Yeah. You need, you need, way, you need, little, you need really all on it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're, and you know, the reality of it is, is when you're in a rough situation, you're in a rough situation. You know, if you're only anchor points over there, mm-hmm. And that's the only option you've got, but you have a shovel and you can dig yourself a little bit. Okay. You're, you know, you got to do it carefully. You got to do it balanced. Yeah. You're going to do that. But yeah, proper winching is within that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting in the military, you know, they teach us proper rigging. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was right. really just kind of normal for me. And I understood it. My dad was in the service and I was a logger with my dad when mm-hmm. I was a kid. So running, running cable and, and moving things, heavy things was easy for me. Right. But it's, it's not intuitive. 
you know, yeah. like you really kind of got to understand what's going on with mm-hmm. that thing and, and it will eat your fingers, yep. yeah. you know, and, and I get that and I get that fear and everybody's seen a video and they're, and you know, we're all really good about putting the picture on there and says, look, it will eat your fingers. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't one of those, you know, like, Hey, the, the candy machine will fall over on you type things. No, this is like, it'll kill you. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, it's, it's important to be, be as easy for them to use as possible with as many safety features as possible to, yeah. to shut them off, you know, and that's why. Our, our, our CTI, which is not, not the CTI, the, the RSI, I just, mm-hmm. I just used to warn him. That's how old I am. <laughs> but I, you know, it's got a lot of different visual indicators for safety and stuff like that. And we kept mm-hmm. that and we still have that on the, on the remotes and a bunch of other things to make people feel good about using the product. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys just do a new remote? Is that what I'm saying? It has been redesigned. Redesigned yeah. remote. Yeah. You will see that when the Gen 3s come. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one that we had in Vegas was the one that you're going to see in the boxes. Excellent. Yeah. A little We're more ergonomic, a little easier yeah. to use. Mm-hmm. The remote is bigger. The plug-in remote is different. And again, it's a little, mm-hmm. just a little more intuitive. You can only do so much with a, with a two-way pole. Right. But again, it, it, we changed it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be on platform it'll be everything yeah it'll be every every gen 3 coming ahead and then i would imagine we'll probably do a rolling change because i think like the the gen 2s that we have out now those will kind of roll back into the more of the value brand like we do now okay with the uh what do we call them now uh our our it's the seal gen ones yeah 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 Yeah, the gen ones like the gen ones like if you need a value price winch that's still really good yeah the gen basically the the same as we'll deprecate and just keep doing what we're doing because we've got the tools and they're good winches Mm -hmm. basically what the that was super winches ep Mm -hmm. series which was just an awesome winch yeah used it on all sorts of vehicles right yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with it there's absolutely nothing wrong with it the gen one was a great winch the gen two was a really good winch yeah you know so people are going to be able to pick those up and and we'll probably deprecate the pricing on that because the tooling's long since been recovered yeah Yeah. so the solo technically is the solo technically the gen three I don't, that know, I don't know. What it is? I, I, yeah, I don't know which one's branding is going to stick. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, ask it's ask me again. And ask me again when it comes out. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that was a cool one, though. Yeah. I'm happy about how that turned out. I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I like that we. What I liked the most about it was getting feedback from you and from some of the others that got them early, and they're like, "We love this. This sucks." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and to be able to have that early enough in the production stage to go, okay, well, let's fix it. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't happen a lot, you know, and you guys are pretty lucky in a smaller shop where you've got, you know, it's you and your team and like, okay, that worked with not really, you know, but when we're way over here and Ben's build a product in a factory or way over in Taipei and, you know, he thinks he hit it and right on the head and we all looked at it and we're like, Mm. yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe a few little changes for the U S market. But what was cool about it was, was he totally took that in and he's like, all right, we can do that. Yeah, you know, and I'm just excited that, that that level of collaboration happened not just with you guys but with others, and and then to have a, an owner that's so 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 militant about quality that he's like, okay, yeah, well, let's fix it. That is the biggest thing <clears throat> that I come across. And that's why we had that podcast on it, and it's it's my biggest concern with when when you have the not to get back in the consolidation that's happening, but when you have companies that conglomerate. Mm-hmm. all that are doing that that is my biggest concern is who's running that show and what are they what are they what well, are they, they trying to do because yeah. if they're like yeah let's let's just add to what you have and make it better that's great you know what i mean mm-hmm. let's give you more um more capabilities more equipment resources. more resources yeah. mm-hmm. that's great it's when they go okay now that we got this brand let's just 
make this as cheap as possible and kick out as many as yeah. we can and just well it's it's, it's a big problem everywhere too because it's not just with the conglomerations it's with the reset like we're not getting any younger you know we've been doing right. this a long right. time you know you guys know how to build a product build a business make it profitable develop relationships some of the other things that um we're not supposed to say younger, right? That's inappropriate. But the but the less experienced <laughs> experience. the less experienced crowd may not um, have that level of experience. I mean, it's it's really just that simple. And in a, in a buyout, you lose a lot of those people. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and and so there's some some continuity that is lost. You know, you've lost senior leadership because either one they sold out and they're gone. Two, they were replaced by someone else inside the other organization. And right. three, they're just like, well, we're out. You know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe they had some equity and they're gone you know yep. and so what happens now you know who's going to drive the boat and i think that might have been what happened up there you know like they're they've lost some of their best people you know and and i really hope that the, my buddies that are still there are, are happy and healthy and if they don't they know how to call me <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's just one of those things that it that's a problem mm -hmm. and i i worry about it as, as a as an industry at a whole and it's it's you know, and, and that's one of the reasons I worry so much about the just like somebody's going to realize that it's actually might be a good idea to start buying some retailers. And then yeah. what happens? Because those guys and those gals, mm -hmm. they make it work. Yeah. It's <laughs> like they got somebody's got to put these things on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens when they take off? You know, what what's going to happen there? Um, but to your point, the, the conglomeration and the, the reset is everybody's calling it. And what's going to happen with all that? Interesting. No, a little nervous about yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I think it's, it's cool that there's folks like us that are still out here talking about it and still encouraging people to come in. And as you say, I think there's been an infusion of new blood, right? Yeah. The, the, yep. the, the kids these days, Mike Rowe, God bless Mike Rowe, right? right. And what mm -hmm. he's doing for America and talking about everything about it's okay to be a blue collar guy again. Yeah. There's some of the richest, totally. most successful, happiest people yep. that I know, mm -hmm. right? I mean, right. And, I think a lot of kids are seeing that these days and there's going to be an infusion of new blood, but yeah. I think there will be a bit of a skills gap until they catch up, Yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so what happens from there? Who knows? Right. Yeah. I'm going to be old by then and it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I care. I still care. You know, I mean, you guys are business owners. You've been building this place. Yeah. Literally on your own. 18. 18. Yep. We're on That's as long 18. as Lori and I have been married. 18 right. glorious yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Well, thanks have, for yeah coming. Yeah, know, we we can keep going, so we, we need can. to be careful. James and I always get. Oh, wrong. I know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we, could, we could do a week long. We, we didn't even podcast. go for a long time. We didn't even talk about technology and manufacturing. Not really. <laughs> we didn't good. really get into. It's probably it. good. I'll come back down for. We that. didn't talk about your your Jeep that you had for five seconds, and then you didn't have, and then you went back to the full size I told, I told you about that Jeep, man. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I tried to warn you, bro. <laughs> tried to warn you. I know this yours is for sale. <laughs> one of them is. Oh, yeah. yeah. One yeah. of them is. Yeah. We're keeping, we're keeping the red one. We're, we're, we're going to keep the launch edition. Yeah. 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 We're keeping the launch edition. Yeah. Dude, Snazzleberry was a cool color, though. Yeah. I love that color. It's beautiful. Are you doing EGS? Is that happening? No. I didn't um, know that We was... are not. <gasps> wow. We are really? not. No. Um, who's going to be our neighbor? Who's my neighbor going to be? <laughs> Uh -oh. We are going to do Overland Expos, and uh -huh. we are going to take a year off from EJS to let things kind of cool down. Okay. Right, and see what's going on with that, and let kind of shake out and see what we're going to okay. do with that, right? Kind of going back to spending our time where we make the most money. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we love supporting Red Rock and always will, right? Yeah. We still send a donation and a bunch of other things, but we're not going. 
Mm. I get it. It's, it's, and a, it's a trip for you guys. It's a trip. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love a hike. I love it. I always come by here and see you guys, right? Right. <laughs> this is always this is my lunch stop. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this will be the first year I don't go. Yeah. It's very sad. But yeah. we're going. We're doing the uh, the Colorado event. You know, and that is a, a hell right. of a trip, right? Yeah. Um, and again, it's just we're we're trying to focus on education. Right? Are you doing the band event? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're doing that one. We're going to do that one. We talked about this, right? We will be there. Probably, yeah. We'll, we'll be, be a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're doing that together, right? Sure. I'm sure. going to put you on the spot. Yeah. 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 I mean, Let's that's, do yeah, we're doing that one for sure. Okay. And then they've got the PNW one that's coming. That's a, kind of a standalone. It's they're on their oh, own. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's the one we're doing. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. There's two. No, the bend is PNW through Overland Expo. Okay. For, right. Okay. That's the new we're one doing, that they're doing that. We're doing that one. Right. And then there's the one that's always been up in this farmer's field in a place called Plain, Washington. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. The and it's fun. Rally. That's yeah, the Overland rally. rally. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I, do, I usually do that one with Dana and Joe. Okay. And it's super fun. It's nice. Big. We have not done Very that quietly, one very big. If, if you want to come up and just camp, you should come. Just yeah. Out. yeah, hang out, mm-hmm. hang out, have dinner with me and Lori, and we'll hang out. We live, <laughs> live about an hour from there. Not, cool. too, not too far. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. fun. That's Washington. And are you doing Flagstaff? Uh, no, maybe. Um, usually I go down and, and split with a vendor. It's mm-hmm. getting to the point where. Unless it's a newer show like Bend, I really don't want to split with a vendor because it does cause mm-hmm. headaches. You know, right. we're getting big enough that that's kind of an issue now. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather just have my own and, and point point and say, yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Go see James and Sarah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's tough. You know, we tried doing that in the early days at ARV and it was it just caused nothing but headaches. And now we're big enough that that's it's causing us headaches. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we'll, we're big boys and we'll, we'll do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I'd love partnering with you guys. I yeah. mean, we'll yeah. always do that. Right. We'll be at West. So yeah, we will. Yeah. And then SEMA. Always. Always. Yeah. 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 Got to yeah. do SEMA. I and mean, we're such an international company, right? You know yeah. I mean? It's, it's important for us to be there and we are gaining some seniority. Our booth gets a little bigger every year, you know, and, and yeah. so we're doing a pretty nice job. I mean, and we always have a really cool car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With some cool boards on yeah, it. Yeah. Those was... things were stupid, man. Those are we awesome. Gotta, Let we us know if you need it. We, we will have, we'll have <laughs> lots of vehicles, I think this year. We'll see how things go. We're you guys go nuts with the cars. Several on but order. I mean, with your job, with, with, with your with your market and your product, you have mm-hmm. to, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It makes sense that we, we buy m- most of the vehicles. It mm-hmm. just makes sense that way. And there's so many new things coming out. The Broncos are just starting. We're starting to see more flow on that. Yeah. Right? Because people, people are actually getting, getting them. them now. Mm-hmm. I am really happy with, with partnering to do that. The last time we, we partnered with Chevy and kind of had some conflicts. Oh, know? really? That, yeah. Well, it was into you guys, right? Like I only Yo, had room oh, for the yeah, Chevy. Yeah, yeah. That's that right. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it wasn't particularly eye-catching and the, it didn't work out. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to keep doing that. Yeah. And, um, Probably put a couple trucks outside this year. Trying nice. to decide what to do with that. I don't know. You I mean, guys could do more. You, you don't, I mean, even with just partnering with the right people, it's like just putting giant decals on the side that say, come up. You right? know, what's interesting is you like, it, we're, we're at the point where it's like, we could, but what should, mm-hmm. right? Like right. where are we at in that space and where, how much more, you know, how much more benefit do we get from going to the next level? Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably having gone through that journey at ARB, like yeah. we're right at, we're right at about where ARB was when I got there. Oh, right. okay. And yeah. we made a hell of a leap. Like, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember Lisa, but she was amazing. She was so mm. good at what she did. Mm. Um, we always butted head about stuff like that, but she was, she was very, very good about what she did and how she helped us grow. Yeah. And she was really smart about spending money where it made the most sense. Mm. And, yeah. and I've always kind of looked at my, my, my marketing hat in that way. 
I'm not a marketing director by trade. You know, it just kind of fell to me because that's, that's the nature of the business, but it's, it's, um, it's always an interesting study to say like, how much do we invest to show what we need to show and have the right conversations and develop need yeah. versus invest in distribution? Yeah. You know, I'm an invest in distribution guy cause I'm a sales guy by heart, you know, yeah. but at the same time, we gotta, we gotta keep working on marketing to make it easier for you guys. You know, and that's something that's important to me and we got to figure that out and do better jobs. And which you always have ample opinions every time we have a chat. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I let them be known. Yeah. But like it's that. always a good conversation though, you know, like, right. and, and I think that it's, it's important to take that sort of stuff in, you know what I mean? And, and continue to develop the relationship to say, Hey, we're listening, right. you know, and, and not just develop in a vacuum. Yeah. That's, that's no bueno. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. this is good. This has good. been a good chat. Very Always. good. Yeah, so good. Take, to see take you guys. a guess how long you think we've been chatting. Two hours, almost. Wow. We're one hour and forty six. This is the do- probably like one forty. This is the doctor's office. I don't have a. I don't have a. I don't have a win. Yeah. No clock in. There is no clocks yes. in here. I didn't look Time at my watch passes. once. <laughs> nice job. There you go. I did a couple times because I was like, "What time is it?" Just wanted to make sure that we weren't getting too far. I think it's a military thing. Like I literally have in the back of my head what four hours feels like because that's how long a standard watch is. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's built watch. into you. There you go. Yes, internal clock. Anyway, well, well, sweet man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, so good to see yeah, you. Can we have you on again? By. I mean, yeah, are you going to roll through here um, in your brand new big Dodge truck? It's not new anymore. It's a year old already. Oh, well. <laughs> I still would say that's new. newish, yeah, right? Yeah. For, you gotta, it's a 2020, it's right? A 2021. It's a 21. It? I got yeah. lucky and I got one. Really new. Yeah, I got that thing. I sold the Gladiator right at the the the, the right time. Like yeah. I got, it, I, I didn't lose my ass on that at all. Yeah, did quite well on that one, mm-hmm. and picked up my Ram right before everybody realized that there weren't any Rams, and so I got yeah. pretty lucky. Plus, I got one that nice. wasn't like desirable. I got a short box, um, one ton. Everybody wants a long bed one ton. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to put that, that flatbed on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it had chrome. And nobody oh. wants chrome. And I'm like, I'm taking all that Great. shit off anyway. So who yeah. cares? Yeah. You know, and so I did. About the one thing I had to invest in was I had to buy new plastics for the front and get it sprayed because the chrome yeah. grill is horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do it. It's a terrible thing. It was. Yeah. And you know it's what's so funny? so your grandpa's truck. Oh, yeah, man. But you, you know? know what's funny Ooh. is like investing in the plastics and the spray yeah. was still cheaper than the blackout package. Really? A little DIY. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a DIY, that's not a DIY don't. That's a DIY. Do it yourself. Yeah. And even if you go have it professionally sprayed, which I did, it was still cheaper than the blackout package. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. It's so funny to me because they're pretty I, proud of that one. I look at the blackout package and I'm like, I swear what you're really looking at here is this is the cheaper one. This is the cheaper way to manufacture these. This is what, but it's because this is what more people want that they're going to make this the harder one to come by oh yeah man and they're like yeah we'll just give them chrome because you know grandpa's like chrome okay uh but the rest of us we're a different generation we're a different breed marketing uh-huh. professionals this is what we wear yes exactly <laughs> marketing professionals are scary good at what they do yeah mm-hmm. you yep. know i mean yep. in, in like the blackout package or the tremor or whatever i mean yeah like, <laughs> come on man <laughs> i mean it's a cool truck and yeah. yeah i mean 10 years ago that was awesome i could build that for about half that yeah. that you paid for it, you know, but again, will your customer Perhaps. pay for that? It yeah. brings it back to that interesting thing of uh, less people wanting to actually do their build, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, Broncos all over that, right? I mean, they got a Bronco coming out with 35s now. Yeah. Yeah. We got one sitting in the lobby. I'm not that thing's sitting with 35s. Yeah. So, and it's easy to put 37s on. Mm-hmm. I think 38s will fit. I haven't tried it yet, but 
I'm going to give it a shot. Sure Game changers, by it. the way. Careful. Make sure you get gears. <laughs> Trust me from a guy who's got a, the, the new 12-inch in the back of his Ram and can't get gears. Really? Not expert no gears. level. Not expert level. <laughs> Nobody's got any, huh? Well, I mean, we, we, we get 410s. Mine had 373s because it didn't have the tow mm, package. But, but you're running um, 40s, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. 4Ds. Yes, very expensive. So here's the thing. Guys from AAV, and I kind of, I'm with them on this because, so we did a Ram. We did 456s. Mm-hmm. I would actually do 410s. 440s. That's what I'm going to do. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four tens, um, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm a gear guy myself, right? By trade. That's how I yeah. started in the business. Four tens, uh, there's not quite enough. And really, you know, it's just, it, it, the, the Have trans- you done it before with forties? Uh, not with forties, not okay. with forties, but I had 37s and it just wasn't quite enough. I had four fifty sixes on that thing and it, it wrapped out. It was because oh. I should have gone with like a, a 440 on that one. It yeah. Just absolutely perfect. All if you money. do the math. You know, being in, you know, where I'm capable of doing that math. It's four, it's 440. Does that gear exist? Not right now. Oh, that sounds so oddball. No. And, and so, I mean, I've, I've gone so far as to like, okay, I'm going to give it another couple of months. Yeah. And then maybe call Jim McGee or somebody like that and get an axle made. Okay. That, like a Dana axle, like an 80 that I can get for yeah. 40s, you know? Um, but good God. Yeah. It's, it's rough. My poor tranny's like, make it stop. Please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and it's the new ASIN. It's, it's, it can handle it, yeah, but it doesn't like it, and it gets garbage gas mileage. Does it not. really? And, and I mean, it's sixteen with forties, which is not bad. It's not bad. Which is not bad, but it could yeah. be getting close to twenty. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And it's six bucks a gallon. I mean, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting pretty close six. to calling Jim McGean, you know, yeah. or Ray Curry or whoever. Right? I need something that will fit in the back of that thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is like right now, I kind of committed to a set of airbags for that thing with the yeah. four, and it's got you know the four and a quarter tubes. And so, yeah. it's, okay, so, you know, at what point do I spend more money for more airbags? Because I got to, you know, is that, is that going to, is that backwards compatible? You know, kind of, right. kind of going to the DIY piece. Like, okay, if I break apart everything that I've got on the truck, what's going to go with it? And what has to leave? What has to stay? The brakes, yeah. you know, everything else. Mm-hmm. What, what comes what, in the rear of those? I thought it was an 80. It, no, man, it's a, it's an AAM, right? Oh, um, okay. Most of them still have the 11.8 or whatever that they call it. The, yeah. The 12 volt. There is a new... They call it a 12-inch. It's a 14-bolt 12-inch. Oh, okay. And I believe the ring gears are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy of mine who's really smart, nails up a bull bull built. He and I used to work together at ARB. He's been in the books and looking at bearings and conversion bearings. It's the pinion that's different. Oh, okay. And so, you know, what are we going to... And I'm not... I'm not full cool gear guy anymore, so I might be lying to you here. But from what Nils <laughs> tells me, the the like I could put an old 11.8 ring gear in there and it'd be fine. So like I could put you know a 14 bolt locker in there and okay. make it work with a with probably a, a, a different journal. Yeah. Um, but the pinion's screwed up. Oh, yeah. bummer. See now we're geeking out. See this yeah. is what happens. We're Super almost done. Geek. Yeah. We were, we were at the end. <laughs> well, and we knew this. <laughs> New subject. Totally yeah. But that's but that's that's the problem right now. And so I'm trying to figure out what to do with the with the gears. Mm. Well, I don't know. I thought four five six was with the forties. I thought it was just a little too much. Yeah. But then I t- Matt Fetterman he recommended four. AEV, uh, I don't know how much they've been saying recommending 410s because you can't get anything else but 410s for the things because the math mm. says 440s. Does it? Yeah, and so I'm trying to figure out, you know, how can I do that? Maybe even Ma- just swapping out a power wagon axle, you know, and going okay. that way, you know, yeah. something like that, you know, getting an 11.8 out of a power wagon and biting the bullet on those U-bolts and changing those U-bolts out mm. or something. I don't know, but we got to... Got to do something. Four tens would be better than what I've got, but that's—I don't think that's enough. Not in my opinion. He, 
so the four five sixes when I did four five sixes with forties, my only issue was is just freeway speeds have changed so much. At mm-hmm. least here, right? If I'm going down to Vegas, you want to be doing 70, speed limits seventy five to eighty, yeah. right? You yeah. mean that's what you're running? Mm-hmm. And I noticed that it was hard to keep at fifteen. Yeah, it was like it was. I was hitting that point where I was losing gas mileage. Uh, versus I was kind of like, man, if I was just a little bit lower, I yeah, think man. I would have On the silver one push. I had that you guys helped me with, that yeah. one, same thing. It had 456s with 37s. And it yeah, didn't have the ace. It been rough. It, it was fine. It wasn't great, but it yeah. wasn't it's same thing. It was like to the point of like it, it was prohibitive on the highway. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's why I would just, I don't know, maybe just try it. Maybe just try 410s. Maybe it'll work. I may have that to. That tranny will handle it all day. It says the guy who doesn't have to pay for the tranny. I don't have to. <laughs> but most of those transmissions, I, I, from what it seems like to me, Dodge has done one of the best jobs of any brand or Ram. From, right? ha- from having the, the worst, I think most people would agree it was the worst. Yeah. To now, I don't know if it's Allison good, but it's pretty good. It is. It's they've, pretty good. I, I think they've done a pretty good job at yeah. keeping that... I mean, it's not like what Ford did. No. Ford made some epic mistakes back there, dude. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what's a six speed in there. It's a six speed. Is it? it? Yeah. And it does. Or is that an eight? I think it's a six. I might be wrong. You should check. I might be wrong. I was looking the other day. I think it might be an eight speed. It might be. I don't know. I I know they have six and eight as an option. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. It is what it is. It is what it is. We should stop or we're going to keep (laughs) going. We should. <laughs> it's been awesome, though. Yeah. Um, we should do it again. Yeah. As soon as you can. I mean, yeah. whenever you're around, just let us know. I yeah, mean, you got it, man. Absolutely. I want to build a traveling setup. Well, I was going to say, maybe we can catch at a show. Yeah. We, we really well, want to do some podcasts. I've got a 30,000 pound hitch on that thing. So, you know, we could pull this whole room in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> traveling. A real podcast. traveling podcast. I like we'll it. Get ourselves a, uh, what are they called? This just big trailer, but mm-hmm. trying to think of the one. That are really hip. The airstreams. Airstreams. Yeah. I was saying slipstream, but Lori and I looked at those. Cost prohibitive. They're very. They're not that cool, man. Oh yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) We could get one of those. We could tunnel it out. That'd be pretty. Do a little podcast thing, or we can just get like mics and let's go out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Sprinter van, dude. Do what everybody else is doing. Cool backdrop there. Oh yeah, right there. Just yeah. Do a sprinter van. I I know a van we could. Yeah, we, we know we in. know a person. We know a lady. Yeah. Are you guys still doing those military vans, or were they police vans? Police we ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. Yep. There, there's a lot of desire to have those. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem is getting the vans, mm-hmm. and then all these police forces want them, but they're struggling with the funding. Oh yeah. 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 But man. yeah, it's there. That thing has gone crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's put hashtag van life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, whole whole nother show. Yeah. Lots yeah. to talk about there. Sweet. All right. Well, Seth, see you. See you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to see you. All should right. we go have lunch? We should. We should go have lunch. My son's been patient. He has been very patient. He's a good kid. Thank so, you. okay. Uh, everybody, thanks for watching the Expedition One podcast. And uh, our guest with was again Seth Green from Come Up. Thanks for coming on. And we'll see you next time. Thank you guys.